You are now rocking with The Bunt, the number one podcast in skateboarding. Brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Well, I got shoes for you. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Drop that bitch. And now, live from Studio E, The Bunt with Safer and Donovan. Welcome to episode 10. We are coming in hot off the heels of one of the funniest episodes of all time with Hugo. You know, making 40 G's off a scratch ticket and trying to cop an apartment for the boys. But we got to keep the show moving. I'm D Jones. I got the ghost with me. We got Ants One behind the scenes. It's a cool thing. Still. Ghost, tell them what we're working with this week. Five bills on me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> this week, you know what I'm saying? We getting down with the switch trade captain. It's Walker Ryan, cuz. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget about his switch trays. Shit, I know I haven't. He thought we did. Tried to call <laughs> tried to call us out. But uh He's an honorable mention. Yeah, big Walker in the building. Fucking been putting in work for a long time. Fucking true workhorse skateboarder. And uh had a dope conversation with him, and we taking y'all to the post office and the rundown. We can assure you that no fish were harmed in the making of this interview, man. Real talk. Well, actually, I just had some trout, so does that count for dinner? Uh, at least you finished eating it. You didn't puke it up, right? Yeah, no. Well, some bones. I had to pick some bones out of my mouth, though. I hate that about fish sometimes, man. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Bunt Live. Subscribe on YouTube at the Bunt Live. Head over to patreon.com slash the bunt. Hook your brothers up if you're feeling generous. You know, it's the holiday season. People are in that giving spirit and we doing it for the people. And then head over to thebuntlive.com. Only a couple hats left. Make sure you get yours. Lots and lots of footy dropped this week, man. Who's it gonna be for Ghost Shout Out of the Week? Yeah, really hard week to narrow it down. So I had to narrow it down to two. Oh, I thought it was going to be a big list this week. I mean, I could go off. Let's spark it off with uh, brother Johnny, Johnny Purcell. Easy. And uh, Free Skate Mag posted his part. I think it's called Right Here or something. But uh, (laughs) regardless of what it's called, our little homie killed it. Fucking doing it big in Nova Scotia these days. Love you, Johnny. Proud of you. Go watch his part at Free Skate Mag. And, switch uh, back lip and handrails, man. On yeah. the East Coast, nonetheless. He switched back lip to like, I think that that's like a local rail where, you know, when you're he he sacked a board slide on it back in the day. I'm pretty sure he oh. told me. So he definitely must have felt good going back there and conquering a switch back lip. Mm-hmm. Even uh, Josh Clark was like, that was a rail he skated when he was a youth. He he crooked grinded that pup in a fucking tall team back in the day. So uh, Johnny shredding as per usual, and then 
you know what I'm saying number two on the list we gotta give a big shout out to Alexis Sablone holy fuck I'm watching her part again right now I watched it this morning she absolutely snapped and um, we gotta get her on the pod man someone Too get us good. Alexis for fuck's sakes yeah make that happen we've been trying I feel like yeah but we've been trying for fucking lots of people but Alexis we need to make that happen that heel flip man that was a thing of beauty i struggle with heel flips i want to be able to do a good heel flip so goddamn bad that one was just just too good dude even her bails were fucking dope clips yeah <laughs> fucking smith grind missed the ledge reminded me of mitch barrett for some reason dude i did that at fucking christy pitts early in the morning a couple weeks ago seeing stars for hours man <laughs> Uh, so yeah big shout out to Johnny and Alexis but also I finally watched the full Skate Mafia video and I gotta give another shout out to Bunt alumni Wes Kramer Mm -hmm. he just can't stop won't stop man he's got all these DC things to film for you name it but he always comes through with some bangers for the Mafia Uh, love to see it that alley-oop nollie backside flip over the rail was a thing of beauty one more Bun alumni we got to shout out. Louis Lopez, man. Back 5-0, frontside flip. Just flawless, man. Just flawless. Had to throw Louis in there, too. Bunt alumni, of course. So like we said, we got Walker Ryan in the building this week. Been keeping our eye on this guy for a long time, and now he's here inside Studio E. I don't think there's any more we need to say about Walker, man. Y'all seen the parts. Y'all know we got it going on. Only one thing left to do before we get into the interview. What is it, Ghost? Well, shit, son. It's pizza o'clock, man. Let's fucking do it, man. Maker pizza all day, every day. You know how the hell we do it. Dr. Pepperoni, couple ginger ales, some chocolate chip cookies, and two orders of wings, man. Maker pizza, the only damn crust. If you're watching your weight and if you want a diet, this is the pizza shop for you, man. Head downtown, Queen and Spadina, uptown, Avenue Road in Lawrence. Maddie, tell them what we're working with, and let's get on to Walker. This is literally the best pizza in the world. All right, let's get this thing started. We got Walker Ryan in the building today. Walker, what's cracking, man? How you guys doing? We're chilling, man. Good to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Fellow podcaster, this audio is about to be crispy for the people. You know, I mean, I don't want to hype it up too much before you hear it. You know, it could come through like all janky, but you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to, you know, trying to step up the game a little bit here. Anything can happen in NYC, so you might hear some an ambulance Seriously. or a fire truck fly by, and there's nothing you can do about it in the big city. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the thick of it here. I'm in like Nolita, Soho, so there's okay. just like a lot. A lot happening. It's loud. Yep. So, Walker, if you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know how we start this off. Hit us with your favorite skate moment and your favorite sports moment. Okay. Like most of the guys you have on or people you have on, not a big, admittedly, not a big sports guy. But I did grow up playing soccer. Yeah. I was actually kind of bummed because I listened to Kenny's and I, I kind of have to take the same one as as his, which was this moment in Bangladesh. We ended up at a game. It was like a friendly match between, I think it was Argentina and Nigeria in Bangladesh and Dhaka. And like, I don't feel like he went into how sort of 
rand first of all like bangladesh is a very random country to be you'd think to be having like a major sports events like event like that but like the energy and i know there can be like some good energy in a crowd but the energy in that that crowd in bangladesh was so funny because it it was messi is like the big player right do you guys Mm -hmm. follow Yeah. yeah anytime messi got the ball the crowd would just like stand up and go in go like so crazy but then he would like pass it and then they would just like sit down so it was just like any moment where that happened he would they were, the crowd was just going crazy and it was just like bangladesh is i don't know it's like a sketchy country like people talk about india being crazy and like we went to india after bangladesh and bangladesh made india seem chill like bangladesh is is really gnarly so i don't know that was yeah. that was that's probably like my favorite like sporting events moment just because it was so weird. Like it was just so <laughs> unusual. And then I don't know, like skate event or skate moment. I think what like what is possible side of it is is the most interesting. And for me, I would say it was like one of my first circuit trips when I first got on. We went on a trip to Colorado. I think it was Den- just Denver. And it was just like watching Tony Tave skate really like really skate in this one session like fucked me up like it like blew my mind we were skating first of all we had like skated a 10 stair in Denver and everyone in skating included including Tave and um I can't remember what went what went down exactly but we want we got in the van and and took like a I want to say it was like a three-hour drive where everyone was just like, just getting like really high, driving the whole time. We get out at this like mountain of a gap. It's just a grass gap, but it was just like, to me, it was like unfathomable to like jump down it. And I'm also just like not good at weed. And I was just like sore (laughs) from the tents there. Like not, I I just, there was no way I was going to skate. And Tave just like, I want to say in four tries, he switched heel flips it. But he does. He did it in such a way that was like, it's like I, it's like I finally saw how how pros like jump, which was like slow motion, doing the trick. You know what I mean? Like, not just flipping the board the way you would when you're when you're doing it on flat, and then doing the same thing on on a big stair set. But like, really like slowing every part of the process down, and then and it just made it was like it made so much sense. It was, and it was like this light bulb, and it was just. I don't know. It was just so incredible. Like Tony's always been one of my favorites to watch. Like his video yeah. parts trip me out, and then seeing that in person, it was just like it, it stands out as a memory. It just didn't seem real. Magic. It was just magic. That's you sick. Know? Yeah, I feel like he's a lot of. He's like a favorite skater's favorite skater. Mm-hmm. Like he's one of Wade's all-time favorites too. A lot of people that have like fucked with him worship him. He was one of a kind, or he is one of a kind still. Like I wish. We as as fans had gotten more out of out of tape, you know, or seen seen more more parts throughout the years because it was just like it was just special. I think I remember that switch heel. It's in his Tony Tave is or circa is Tony or whatever those things were. Yeah, good because that was another thing too. Is like to me being there, I couldn't. I, it was like so sick and and rad and then i feel like it ended up in a commercial first and i was like really? yeah, <laughs> yeah. That thing? Like, that's all that's all that happens this is like pre you know instagram like yeah. oversaturation of content so it was just like a pre-roll or something? i don't know i just that was that was a sick 
that was a sick one for me. So take us back to the beginning. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating? So I grew up in a very small town in Napa, California, which is like north of San Francisco, about like an hour. So yeah, I mean, I just, it's kind of the, the same old sort of boring story. Like I saw someone doing it, couldn't not have one. I needed to try it. Like my buddy and I started messing with a friend's older board. And then for my seventh birthday, I got my own complete so started young yes seven how old were you guys when you started like 11 or 12 or something yeah that's like the more that's like the more like common age i feel like seven between seven and nine i felt like i was too my legs were too weak to even really like do anything (laughs) like i feel like i didn't learn anything during that period just like pushing mongo and like trying stuff i also none of my friends really stuck with skating for a while and or until i was like you're 10 or 11 so i was mostly like skating by myself or like forcing friends to skate with me but they like didn't want to you know <laughs> real one yeah it's yeah. sick pushed through it kept it going yeah I was just obsessed so from there skating on your own and then finally getting a little squad what was your first big break in the skate industry how to get started getting on there were like a lot of little little moments obviously and a lot of people to thank who like you know gave me some free stuff or took a shot but i feel like like the real big break was getting on ko and like mm-hmm. organica and when you have a company like actually say like hey we're gonna pay you mo- pay you money every month that's i feel <laughs> like when it when it feels real like until yeah. then you're just i mean there's so many unknowns and it just it doesn't it, every every little step feels like a like a major accomplishment obviously but yeah that was like the moment so I don't know like shout out i mean obviously carl watson was like the first to like get me involved with that camp and like get me get my tape to the people at ko and then adelmo jr really like Sick. pushed me to get on organica because they started matt daughters was the first to like send me stuff and he sent sent me expedition boards and i was getting expedition packages for a while but like adelmo was like no 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 organica <laughs> and then uh and then yeah troy Morgan, who is like the head of KO, you know, like I, I guess he was, I assume he was probably the one who was like, yeah, yeah, sure, let's do it. But yeah, Matt, Carl, Troy, and, and, uh, Adelmo. But there's just like so many, so many people to think. Like, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to, it's hard to say, but I feel like that was like the, the one, the time it really felt like, oh, damn, this yeah. can, this can actually like happen. That's definitely the one, the like, the sponsor that legitimizes, your status in skating basically getting on ko and organica will do that for sure yeah because ko felt so i don't know it was so sick at the time like you had the four brands and they were putting they had just put out it's official and there was just so much felt like there was just so much uh excitement around it at the time you know i like when a company has like so many such diversity and not just like race and ethnicity but personality and i I feel like that's what ko had and it was just so sick so to to like be to kind of sneak my way in there and be a part of that (laughs) was just like really it was really special yeah that was big time hitting them over the head with that concrete jungle part yo oh dude good good looks that was fun (laughs) that was a fun one yeah so fuck you rode for ko for a while obviously carl took you under his wing and everything but uh how did it kind of come to an end for you and then 
what was your board status between then and now? Yeah, I mean, Ko was just. I felt like they grew, they grew too fast, and the people running it, like they really had a lot of faith in all the brands, but I think it was just spreading a little. Everything was getting spread a little too thin, and Organico was one of the companies that I I feel like just couldn't really, they couldn't really sustain at the time. Like they needed to like focus on DGK, and it was just a you know like sadly the way it, it so often happens in skating is that there's just some really bad communication, and there was just a period of time where no one was getting any. No one was getting their checks, and no one was getting clear answers about like what the direction was. So, Carl, Miles, Silvis, and I just kind of had to like sit down and and decide like what we wanted to do. And, and since it was Carl's company, he was still very, you know, like wanting wanting to see it see it work out, but knowing like, hey, I can't really like make all the decisions. So if you you guys want to leave, you should. And so, yeah, Miles and I just kind of like pieced out, and sa- sadly, like the company didn't really make it. I hope it like somehow comes back or something. Like I don't really know what this what the status was right away, but it was just one of those one of those decisions that was like it was very mutual, and it was it was like a everyone parted on good terms, you know. There at the mm-hmm. time, I, there was a lot of frustration from riders across the board. Oh yeah, yeah. We've heard plenty of stories, man. It seemed like DGK just got way too big for its own good, and then having to support the other companies just became a little bit too hard. Yeah, and I, I think I mean I can't speak for Troy or what was happening at the time, but I bet it was overwhelming because he was mm-hmm. like, you know, to, to Troy's credit, he really like tried to hook skaters up so hard with like decent checks every month, and. You know, just starting my own little business, like I don't even understand how that's possible. Like how even <laughs> you can like scale and grow to be to be that big and then that consistent. And I'm sure at at some point things just like got got too tight or got too hard. And you know, mm-hmm. you're, when you're operating on a big scale like that, and it's it's just hard. I don't know. It must just be hard to sustain. When you're signing Rick Ross to a deal. <laughs> it's gotta be tough. <laughs> Getting Rick you support Ross. that dog on skateboard sales. It don't Seriously. make any sense. Yeah. No. So I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to like sit down with with people who really knew knew what was going on at some point and and like pick their brains and be like, yo, what was really going on there? Because it was, yeah, it was cool. And it's not over, you know. Like a DGK is still killing it, which is good. And I, I feel like that was always the thing. It's like it's hard when you when you have such a small group of people running so many different brands you know mm-hmm. and i felt like you know maybe that energy really just needed to focus on dgk and then for organica and expedition and all the other brands like i mean who, who knows like I, I don't know what they could have done differently but it was a, it was a cool company to be a part of because it was so very carl watson and carl's like one of my all-time favorites and just like yeah being a part of his brand just meant so much to me for sure so now you're doing your thing for Sovereign Skateboards these days. How did you end up riding for them? Yeah, so I was I was floating in that uncomfortable board limbo for a little Free while. Free agency, man. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean it's it's a weird it's a weird position to be in like when you still feel still feel like you have a lot to give or a lot of 
know, a lot of energy and um real or sorry deluxe was sending me boards for a little while um and yeah sovereign came about like it was initially initially Barra hit me up about sovereign as like an idea he had this plan to like put all these people on and that didn't really like it's it started to happen and then it didn't happen so i was like all right i guess i don't really know what to do now and then mikey hit me up and he was he's also one of the owners and he really like wanted ex- like explain things a little bit better about what their plan was with the company and like push for me to get on and yeah no i just thought it was cool i thought it was like exciting to be part of something that was still very fresh and and young and yeah that's that's what i've been been doing for the last almost three years now i guess damn it's time crazy flies how that, eh? yeah, yeah how that goes back fast still feels like a new is company it though? In my head, yeah no because it was like 2017 yeah no that's crazy who else is on the team so nate greenwood's on and we got a we got a sick little we got a sick little am squad um got justin damer we got ben campbell and uh david Engenger. i was like oh dave Engerer, the snow skate Engerer. guy Engerer, yeah skate snow dude. he's like pro Do you know that guy? no he, he i saw him at ashbridge's one year he was like a pyramid country guy right yeah he's not yeah he has like all the ender parts and you know the pyramid country videos yeah, yeah. they're like handrail killer he's actually a pro snow skater yeah what i'm i'm and, psyched that you know that because i barely knew that until recently <laughs> wait wait he not, was actually the the nicest, one does, of the nicest guys i ever not met not the guy who does nollie flip boards and shit with the tight ass pants i don't know the pyramid no, he does like guy heavy, who kills rails does heavy flip ass boards. front boards oh, like, i think of someone else maybe he like front boards, this is the like guy with ender kinkers. part in the one of the pyramid country videos but he yeah. He's as good on a skateboard as he is on a skate snow. Like kick from board handrails on a skate snow somehow. Damn. Yeah. It's insane. And it's so funny talking to him about like I don't know, like spot hunting for <laughs> you know, it's snow skating or what do you, what do you call crazy. skate snowing or snow skating? I don't snow know. Skating? Yeah, skate snow. Snow skate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All we're doing is switching the words around. Might have to it's, keep that part. <laughs> AKA not. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can talk your shit if you want, but that shit is hella impressive. No, I'm just and I know you used to have a skate snow. Me, me and Phil young. used to snow skate. What's the di- okay snow skate? Well, you will watch it after. <laughs> he used to run shows, but it's on. like a thing, you know. I think yeah, John, that's what I John mean. Like Sean Shanahan is really good at it too. Really, people will just like, do their like shoves and maybe a back big spin, but this guy's skating handrails like it's a skateboard. That's uh, impressive. <laughs> yeah, like. I don't even understand how it works, too. Like, I think they have, like, a... That's sick that he's 50, on the company, though. lock-in that you can do. Yeah. You know, like, on a... On it's a, got, like, a blade skate. underneath these pro ones, though. Okay, yo. Yo, I can't... Enough skate, snow, <laughs> snow skate talk. I have to lose yeah, my Yeah, but mind it's a, a rad little squad. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, as you know, we love going behind the scenes on our favorite tricks from our guests. Uh, I got to spark it with uh, take us behind the scenes on Switch Trade Down rinkin or rink on whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah i mean that was like when i was living in san diego and i just had my sights set on that for some reason and i i mean it's it's that was like a 
pretty brutal process. I think I went like seven different times. Oh, oh fuck God. And it would just be like carcass huck hell. You know, like you just have to throw down and instantly pop. I, I, I'm sure you've seen like angles of it, but you like yeah, run yeah. through the grass, throw down and then pop. And the, the takeoff, like I tried it on so many different areas of the spot too. <laughs> Started by the wall and like worked my way like on one side of the rail and then like the next side of the rail is like funny. But there's because there's just it's kind of like a janky like pop area. And I don't know, I just I would stick and just my body would melt and I would just it'd be like two and a half hours probably like each time. Oh and my then God. but then like the one I you know, the one I did, I finally had the had the thought to like try it down the 10 stair first. So I did it down the 10 stair a bunch of times. And then <laughs> the first one I stuck, I rolled away. So it's like, it's one of those things like when you're skate, like you're so stubborn as a skater to try practicing, you know what I mean? Or like, like take an approach that, that seems logical. You're just like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna figure it out in the air and just do it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to just be like, you got to just do a little. And I've always, I've always been pretty like nerdy about trying something like the day before, you know, like mm-hmm. down a three stair a bunch of times. But I don't know, sometimes you just get, you get it stuck in your head. Like, no, nah, I'll just do it when I get there. Like it'll work. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to switch tray a 10 stair a couple of times. No, for that's not logical for me at all. <laughs> I would like I don't know I don't jump down anything but if I was gonna skate rinking if I was forced to with a gun to my head it would just be rinking and that's it I ain't touching the ten stair before but yo you could float off that thing Tave fucking nollie back heeled it turned around and then frontside flipped over the rail to the side <laughs> seriously like what a psycho but that thing like really is is not that it's tall but you could like throw down and not ollie yeah yeah. float it you know but yeah you're a true switch tray captain but that might have been the the tallest one you've done i'm a captain i thought i wasn't even in the in the runnings for for yeah i was gonna ask you i hope you weren't ship i hope you weren't butthurt (laughs) by that but it was that was the hardest like process of elimination of all time no i'm just i'm i'm just playing we we put you in the runners up yeah Yeah. that's great (laughs) that's great I i was flattered to be in the in the runners up i actually don't personally like my own switch trays very much so Damn, I, I was like is that the one was like, that was in I'm there rinkin i'm with you yeah. yeah yeah watching your parts today there's like one crazy one in every part but maybe my favorite one might have been um that other big four i don't know where it is in california yanni latiela nolly back heel last trick in the firm that one slapped the shit out of your front foot what uh yanni nolly back heels it and then he like yells and like flexes it's so g Really? Damn, like, why am I not even thinking of it? I think I know the one you're talking about. Either way, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. So it's straight captain. So he just gets honorable captain status. That's dope. Of course. You're just going to slide me in there, dude? I yeah, thought I was perfect. Like, not, even, not even in a ranking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's pick another trick to go behind the scenes on. Let's talk about your nose, Manny. Nolly flip into the courthouse. Oh, shit. That was scary. That's like yeah. a, that was like a <laughs> psychological warfare scenario (laughs) of just like being so like granted i I don't even think i rode into it or did any other tricks like off the top you know like i skated the the little ledge chill situation but like 
the nose manual. I don't know. Like it was just turning the nose manual as I was nollie flipping made my board turn so much that I just was sure that anytime I stuck, I would just like fall forward, you know? So I, it was just like a, you know, just like a bail party. But I remember there was this kid there with his dad. He, I could hear them talking and the, and the dad was like, all right, we got to go. And the kid was like, no, dad, I want to watch him die. Oh. And I just remember like, fuck, that is like the last thing I want to hear right now. I'm thinking of all the Damn. ways that I, I'm going to die. Like I could just picture it. But it worked out. The, the one thing that I like always la- trip on when I watch that part is that in the clip you can see this like other tourist with a little like a little like mini dv dad cam Mm -hmm. filming it and like i didn't Uh notice that until i saw the footage like months later you know like basically in the video and it's like damn that would have been so sick to get his angle of it like because it was on the floor you know but i bet it was just like a super janky angle and it just i don't know i could just imagine it being like I don't know. That'd be so sick, sick to, to find, yeah. Damn. Like, probably just, like, fully zoomed out, but, like, still getting me somehow. God, everything. It's, like, funny, dude. Well, our boy Mitch has been claiming nose manny nolly heel on that for years, so hopefully hearing <laughs> your breakdown will motivate him. Is he regular? Uh, he's goofy. Uh, so he'll do it on the he'll do it on the, the weak side, but that's still pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Another manny. I don't know what the spot's called, but the... Nose Manny Nollie frontside flip you did in San Francisco, <clears throat> basically also off a building. Oh, th- what thanks, the fuck dude. was with that? Yo, that shit was psycho. That one's still like, I still wish, like I kept going back for, for months after that one, you know, because I wanted to get it cleaner. But eventually, like I moved out of San Francisco, and it just like wasn't really, wasn't <laughs> really gonna happen. But I don't know. I mean, it's just like such a quick bus spot, and like a, I, I just that like I was saying with the the courthouse how my body would like turn with the nollie flip yeah. when i was like going off the off the end like i went there to just try nose manual nollie flip but it wasn't it just kept turning so i was like all right i may as well just roll with it I feel like and and it just i like landed it real quick and then we got kicked out and then i just like kept going back and just would never never get it dude that was actually fucked like do you think it would be harder for you to nollie half cab flip off that just as a trick yeah like all that up. high ollie up nollie half cab flip would be so Pro- probably. insane probably yeah. <laughs> probably like sure. the highest thing in the world <laughs> i don't know how the oh. fuck you thought of trying that trick but respect on that one and last but not least obviously switch backside flip the love get yeah that was i'm hyped that one happened r.i.p love dude. dude it's so sad it's not there it's insane okay so i was riding for s I had to go out to Pennsylvania for like a little Philly trip or like a judge. It was like to judge a game of skate. My homie Edu, who I met in Spain years before, hit me up to go on like a Mediterranean cruise for Red Bull. It was like the most random Sick. email I've ever gotten. I honestly thought it was like a like a joke. I'm like, are you are you fucking kidding me? And he's like, and, and, and if you want to go, like say yes, because it's, it's happening in two weeks. I was like, two weeks? Holy shit. I'm going to be going to Philly, but like, I, can you fly me out of Philly? He's like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I was like, still, this just, this just didn't seem real. It was like, what? You're, it's like a Mediterranean cruise trip, like literal, like old person cruise ship, you know? 
all right, fly out of Philly. And I was, this was at a time where I was, I basically wasn't living anywhere. And I was just like saying yes to like every trip that happened and then scheming part B trips afterwards. So I was like, all right, so fly <laughs> me out of Philly, but I'll stay an extra month in Europe and then fly me back to San Francisco. And they're like, okay, cool. But they didn't get the ticket right. They're like, I, they were flying me in and out of Philly. And so while I was in Europe, I was kind of like, you know what? Like, I think this is the time when they drain the fountain, like when I'm going to be getting back into Philly. Like this, this could like weirdly work out to like try to skate love. So I hit up my buddy Dan, Z, Dan Z. Have you guys ever come across Dan Z? No. Works for Thrasher? No, I never met him, but no, definitely know the name. Yeah, he's the man. So he was like game for the mission. And, and I haven't done too many... I never had like a budget to really throw around these kind of like, all right, fly in a photographer just for me to try a trick. But he <laughs> was like into it. So I was like, all right, I'll buy your ticket. Um, but how can we be sure that they're going to like definitely drain the fountain at that time? And he was like, oh, I'll call the city. So he called the city and told them that they were, he was like trying to shoot a wedding photo, but he wanted to be in the fountain with it drained. And they like told him when they were going to drain the fountain and it was literally like the week before, uh, the week after I got there. So I'm like, oh, this will be perfect. Let's do it. And so flew in, chilled in uh, New York for like a week. And then, yeah, just like worked. It was like it worked out. Early morning session. Penny was down to film. Actually, what was, what was extra funny about it was uh, Chris Mulhern was also down to film. And I was initially thinking just like I wanted it HD, like for whatever video I was going to be filming for at the time. And Mulhern, like, have, I don't know if you've ever been around sessions where they have that camera that like basically has to log the footage that it records. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. It's like an HD camera where it has to like, it has to process after it films and so, what, like, after I landed, I went up to Mulher and, like, yo, let's see the angle. And someone else had been skating with me, and he'd filmed that dude and then, like, started filming me, but the other clip was still processing, and it only started recording, like, after I caught it. And, Damn. Like, oh. Which is, like, oh, no, dude. Like, the, like, most meaningful trick to me ever. Like, I didn't <laughs> even film. Like, I couldn't, like, people had filmed it on their iPhone, so it was kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, worst comes worse. And Penny was there with the fisheye. But VX, too, it, it kind of has that, like, scariness of, like, shit, did we get it? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I remember Penny being hella funny. He was, like, he, like, took out the tape and, like, drove home or something like that with <laughs> it. He was, like, I gotta, like, secure the tape. And, or maybe he just put it in his car. Um, but it was just, like... One of those rare situations where, like, I've put so much pressure on myself to try one trick that yeah. it's literally, like, coordinating from across the world, like, how I'm going to be in a certain spot at a certain time with the filmer. Like, I don't know. It was it was funny. That's yeah. That must have felt so good to get it after putting that pressure on yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that, like, as everyone knows, that thing is, like, big. Like, I, I'm pretty comfortable, like, bailing switch backside flips like with moderate speed i want to say you know like mm-hmm. like i had to go up to a set and like i know with that motion i can always like usually clear it if i'm going like pretty fast but i actually had to like push as hard as i 
could like as hard as was possible in the in the space that you have to like wow. clear it and it was i got smoked on one of them i like stuck it like 90 no and it's real like icy in that yeah down and like slipped and like hit my chest but almost like smashed my face so bad like i watched the footage and it freaks me out you know like if yeah, you ever saw that clip look today. at footage of yourself where you're just like damn how did i fucking yeah. how did i know to survive like how <laughs> in that moment you know like oh shit i'm probably gonna be hitting my face right now like i should lift it up yeah it's funny Crazy. dude yeah that was fucking nuts that was like reynolds flying in for the front side flip too remember that was crazy but dude Another like jackets reynolds, you know reynolds <laughs> is gonna pull that shit off like i'm not a reynolds guy like i'm not i'm like cruising around <laughs> like with running around with my head cut off basically like i don't, I don't have that I don't know. Even that confidence, like it just wasn't even really there. I just kind of thought like this is a chance, you know. But but so what I was gonna say was, it was all sort of a fluke that I like ended up with a ticket to Philly, and because of that, I ended up staying in New York for a little longer. And during that period, actually, like the night before I f- drove or I took the bus from New York to Philly to try the trick, I met the woman who would become my wife. And I, it's like no. kind of this cool, cool, like very full circle um, or very complete experience that was like all total fluke wow. with the homie Edu or whoever bought the ticket for the Mediterranean cruise trip, like kind of just like messing things up, you know? And because of that, it was like, oh, you know what? I'll maybe try, try this trick. And then my, basically my whole life went on a different trajectory because of it through, <laughs> through my, through my wife. You got two of the best things in your life, switch backside, flip love and a trip to philly <laughs> just kidding just kidding no that's so crazy how that worked out big shout out to yeah. whoever fucked up the tickets man that's wild seriously i know i gotta like hug that hug that dude next time i see him <laughs> yeah. damn man you know what time it is chpo brand is ready to give out another box Yesterday, CHPO released the End Hunger Watch together with The Hunger Project. The Hunger Project's mission is to end hunger and poverty by pioneering sustainable grassroots, women-centered strategies, and advocating for their widespread adoption in countries throughout the world. 100% of the proceeds are donated to The Hunger Project and their incredible work. Repost the picture that we just posted on our Instagram and you can win yourself an extra big box. Man, you know what it is. CHPO brand, doing it for the people. Yo. Um, speaking of love, you were a dope yet somewhat random addition to the Sabotage 4 video. How did that all come together? Well, it was all because of that trick, basically. It's like, oh, all right, the only, the only angle I got of this trick is with Penny. <laughs> he filmed the VX, he filmed it like perfectly, like the way I would want to see that spot get filmed. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to just be the random trick in the montage. I can't have that like the most <laughs> meaningful trick of my life, basically. Just like, you know, oh, cool. Like, friend the, section. The yeah. Friend section. <laughs> so I was like, what do you think? Like, can I just try to film a part? And, um, you know, like I had quickly started dating Whitney so I was coming out to New York to stay with her and I would just take the bus to Philly. Sick. And we just we would like cruise around, film a couple things. And I also, I think I bought a VX at the time. And 
I would just hand it off to filmers when I was like skating with them. Like, yo, I want to film something like if I was in LA or if I was here in New York. And yeah, I feel like I, it was it was sketchy too. I feel like I would just like send the tapes to to someone to like log them for me because I didn't have that <laughs> set up. So it was just like I had the VX and I had everything and I could like get clips if I if I felt the need, but I never... I wouldn't find out how they looked for like a while or if the homie I handed it to who who usually was like someone who hadn't filmed VX in a while like oh yeah, like what do how do I film <laughs> with this thing again um and then yeah it was it was really cool that they they wanted they allowed me to be a part of that video cuz I'm like very not obviously like a Philly guy and you know it was just sort of like well this is random I'll, so, I don't know I was I was hyped though that fit, that's a good video too yeah dude that those videos are all epic that was like yeah. sick that you were in there but i didn't realize yeah. you went about it backwards you got the last trick first and then you're like well now i can't not film a part yeah exactly i was like i just need to get i just need to get like 20 i'm like a big clip counter you know so i like make lists and i'm like all right if i can get to 20 clips you know like whether it's a line or a single, yeah yeah I love that, that probably like is the foundation of a part and Recently, I've barely been getting over twenty for my like little parts, but <laughs> oh, these days, you know, like it, these days, a parts like five clips and some yeah, fucking exactly, B-roll. yeah, exactly. Four you minutes of like B-roll. <laughs> you, f- you fill an Instagram minute, you, it's, it's a part. Yeah. But anyway, so that's like my whole thing. I was like, all right, I think I can, I think I can just get enough to skate to a little, skate to some. Bro, some mad pop. respect. That's some blue collar <laughs> skater activity right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> cranking out an extra part not even for like a sponsor really just fucking making it happen yeah for the homies dude i love the way he films i love his videos so it's like an honor to be a part of it but for sure i was nervous i was like gonna be seen as like this you know interloping kook like who's this fucking dude like <laughs> this outsider doing yeah <laughs> no nah, that was a nice random addition man that was dope and now it makes perfect Hell sense yeah. man yeah yeah so Speaking of parts, where did the idea come from to do the Wilshire Wonderland part and how long did it take you? Yeah, so I was just, um, I had just moved to LA and I'd moved to LA because I'd always wanted to try living there. Like I'd live in San Diego, I live in San Francisco, kind of lived in New York. Like I just wanted to check it off. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm, who knows how long I'm my little career quote unquote will last. I had just gone on DVS. I figured it was, I, I wanted sovereign thing was starting to happen. I figured like, let me just put myself in LA. I feel like most of my career, I've always like done little like side gigs. Like I've never made that much money from skating. So when I was in LA, my little side gig was Instacart. Have you heard of that? No. Instacart's like grocery delivery and you like do it off an app. And it's like, it seemed kind of cool at first. Cause a few times I did it, it was relatively chill. It's like you sign onto the app, you basically like grocery shop for like a couple hours for people and drop them off and people tip like pretty, pretty fat or at least they were in like the the first few times I did it. So I was like, oh, this is cool. It quickly became like not very cool because I, if there's anything that stresses me out, it's fucking shopping for groceries, you know, like especially when you need to get like the exact thing, like, all right, this brand in this size like i don't know it was uh, it was a it was yeah. a trip but but anyway it gave me the excuse to just like drive around la like crazy which la is a is a beast 
and you can really only like navigate it via car or like you can best navigate it via car and every route was basically just sh shooting me onto Wilshire like in all different parts of the city and I was just like tripping on the fact that every I don't know first of all like all, almost all the famous spots you think of are on Wilshire like from Baker videos and stuff or not all of them but like you realize like damn pro skaters are pretty like they're pretty lazy. They just they just like sit get sit on the main <laughs> road in traffic all the time and like look at all these spots and like those are the ones they skate, you know, which is a funny funny thing about LA. Like mo you'll see that when you drive around. Like so many of the most famous spots are like on the main roads, but Wilshire just struck me as like packed with so many more spots than I'd ever seen skated, and I just I don't know. I just thought like it, it was basically because of that like Instacart job and like having. It wasn't, it's not like an Uber thing where you like, you know, pull over and you got someone in your car. You're like, what you're dealing with people. Like I could just like pull off to the road and like log a couple spots and then like keep going, you know? And so mm -hmm. it, it just, I had enough where I knew like, all right, this like little spot log is like way more than a video part's worth. Like this could be kind of cool to pull off. And I was thinking it would just be something kind of like cruisy, you know, like, oh, hit this little spot, hit this. But I hit up you and Bowman who was working who works for Thrasher and just asked if he'd be down to like try to film this like weird little project with me. And it turned out he actually lived on Wilshire, which was or, or <laughs> one street away, which was like such a weird coincidence. But then it just became our thing. And like we, it was way harder than I expected it to be. It was like so many 6am missions, you know, like starting, starting mm -hmm. skating, like at five thirty, basically like skating from my house to his, which was like, know a couple miles but like get my get myself warmed up because uh, hucking your body at like seven before seven in the morning down like a 12 stairs like pretty weird <laughs> um but yeah like it, it was basically a year and a half probably of like holy fuck those little missions it was hard you know like we would we would usually get a clip but i don't know like busiest street in la basically trying to skate spots that are all like in front of the most heavily security guarded buildings. Yeah. It just was, it would be just trial and error. Like it wasn't necessarily like a lot of battles to get a trick. It was like just battles to deal with security. Like, all right, we yeah. would have, we would pick a zone because Wilshire is huge. It goes from Santa Monica to downtown, which is like 15 miles, I think. So we would pick an area and just hit like, you know, 15 spots or 10 spots like, all right, and like kind of cycle through them enough. So we were never really like pissing off the security guards. Sometimes they knew us, but like if they were coming out, we were just dipping because it was like, all right, let's just go to the next. We're not going to like jeopardize yeah, not being able moving. to skate here because we're, you know, pissing off the security guards so much. So took a lot more, ended up taking a lot more energy than I thought it would, but I was hyped <laughs> to like have have done it the, the thing that was bad though and this is like where i i'm like such a nut with this kind of stuff like i i thought it would be really cool to have a concept video part where i was also wearing the same clothes the whole time <laughs> which is just like so unnecessary but i was like set on it and initially when i started filming it i had um i had a shoe I had a DVS shoe that was going to come out and the shoe I was skating was like similar to it. So I was like, oh, this will all tie into like a, you know, a shoe, shoe thing. So I got like 15 
half the part I had filmed in this like one outfit with the DVS shoes. But then DVS program ended and I didn't really know what to do. I was like, shit. And I even like saved so many shoes. So even though I started like skating Nikes, I still had all these like old DV- DVSs that I would like switch into to like keep trying to skate in the same outfit. It was just, it just became like too much mental That's insane. trouble, you know? And then I was like, I don't think I can, I was like down to, down to the end of my like shoe stock, you know? And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish it with these, with the shoes I have. Cause the DVSs, they were also like, just not, they were like falling apart like crazy. Like the soles would just come off. So, <laughs> so then I was like, Oh, what do I do? Do I refilm the tricks that I already got with oh the DVS outfit? And then they just started. And I, so I was set on doing that, but then they just started demolishing all these spots that like I'd, we'd worked really hard to get like one little kind of basic clip on, you know? So we'd like, we'd literally drive up to the spot like, Oh, now I want to do that opening clip better. And the spot would just be like literally torn out. Like, like they had just done construction that day and and we was, so there was just that happened probably like four times and then i was like all right fuck it i'm just gonna keep that that chunk of with the weird with the dvs's and then just switch up the outfits but that's like some some to give you an example of how like nerdy i will get with this stuff. damn bro i thought i was bad so. you're you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> And then there'd be dumb, there'd be really like stupid things where like I would drive out to a spot and realize like, damn, I forgot the black shirt. <laughs> and you would be like, you and would be like, who fucking cares? And I'd be like, no, nah, take me to Ross for Less. And I would like go into Ross for Less, like grab a black shirt that like looks similar to the one I was wearing. I don't, I don't know what I was, I was like, you're not too, too much. Insane. Were you trying to make too it much. like one day on Wilshire Boulevard? <laughs> I mean, it's AKA like, it's like I don't even know why I was so obsessed because I was never about to like lie and say like, oh yeah, it's like happened in a day. I just thought it would be <laughs> kind of cool to like have a concept complete, you know, like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I I like see the, see the end of, of being able to like actually do these kind of projects. And I was like, one time I want to have like a concept piece, like feel complete that isn't just like throwing, throwing clips together. Yeah. I think the the concept is Wilshire, man. <laughs> I know. He did he it's did like complete totally it. un- It's like totally unnecessary. Oh, it was like damn. so funny. Yeah, I respect it. So you're also one of the rare cases in skating where you went to college and got a degree while skating the whole time. How did you balance the two? You just skated at school, I guess. Yeah, I just stayed at, <laughs> stayed on campus and skated around. Um No, I mean I don't I don't know. It was just like it didn't seem that weird to me because I always skated in high school. And so by the time I got to college, did you guys go to college? No, I did College is like, it's like actually way easier to manage your schedule than like high school. Cause like high school, it's like a, it's like a majority of your day dedication. But college was just way more flexible. And so I felt like it was kind of liberating cause I'd always been on like a very like serious school regimen. So when I got to college, it was just kind of like, all right, well I could, I could block my days so I have, you know, Monday and Friday to skate and like maybe some Wednesday or like weekends I just get sore so I don't even want to skate during the week. So I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't really that. It was, it was a weird, I always look back on it and think it was kind of weird because it was essentially like how I was marketed, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, there was. was so much talk about it um, when really it's like, it was kind of like having a job 
you know, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I go clock in and get what I know I need to get done for school and then work on what I got to try to, what I want to try to get done with, with, uh, with skating. So. Uh, well, college is meant to prepare you for a career when you're done there. It kind of did the same for you, but in a different way, you were just getting clips on campus preparing to go pro for Organica. <laughs> So you, you really took advantage, but do you have any yeah. plans to use your degree in the future or, or what's popping with that? You know, going to college was, was something I always wanted to do and something that like was very, I don't know, in my, in my family, it was just like very normal to go to college or like kind of expected mm-hmm. of, of people. So it was like, all right, I'm, I always knew I was just like going to go to college. Um, and even when I got there, like I didn't really assume skating would would work out. So I like picked a major that I knew would be once I once I felt like maybe the skating thing was possible, I picked a major that was I felt applicable to what I would be doing if skating worked out, which was like a lot of traveling. And so my with sociology it was just studying a lot of different cultures and history in a way that I thought applied to like the present day. And so the short answer is probably no. My direct degree, if I want to find like a job in sociology, it probably, probably wouldn't happen. Um, and so, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess no, because <laughs> at the time I was just so focused on skating and wanting to get school done. So I had it in my pocket. I was like, all right, I got a degree. Mm-hmm. But my degree specifically, <clears throat> like I don't really see how how I would work that into like a direct job. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely in that period now where it's like, all right, what do I do with my life? Like what's, what's after skating? How do I use a, use skating as like a work experience? You know, it's kind of a weird thing to like try to, try to legitimize if you're like filling out a job application. (laughs) Yeah. And the degree I always hoped would like help as like, all right, at least establish that like, Right, I could get something done, you know, like I could, I could get something else done while I was like, yeah, it does definitely doesn't hurt. Like I'm in the same boat. I have a degree that I haven't used really for yeah. anything, but it just, it doesn't hurt to have it. I don't regret going to school. Like it was good. Yeah, times. totally. And it, and it, yeah, no, no regrets for me either. Cause it opened as, it, as I'm sure it did for you. Like it opened your world up in a, in a different, slightly different way. Yeah, and in a, sure. You know, like in a, you know, an, an additional way that skateboarding might not where where did you go to school uh university of toronto that's awesome yeah i feel like i never hear about your your you guys that much <laughs> where did you both grow up in toronto yeah. yeah pretty close to each other actually yeah so you guys have like always skated together um i think we like grew up with different friends and then maybe like 16 or 17 we met each other no no it was, it was way before that really? it was like like the first time i saw you guys i was probably like 13 oh <clears throat> so you were 14 Who was you so i was 14 just you still have like your crew because <clears throat> yeah. i think i met i met you guys i started skating in grade seven <clears throat> and we were already like all skating together by grade nine but i i'm pretty sure like i started seeing you guys like summer of grade eight kind of thing yeah we all like huh. our crew now is like formed of three different crews from different little 
suburbs in Toronto. So we all had like yeah. three or four friends we skated with, and then now it's like huge. Of seventeens, like end of high school, we started kicking it at the beginning of high school. That's too long. We've been hanging out then. <laughs> Jesus, that's a long time. That's sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, real long time. Another thing I want to ask, like for you guys, because you guys ask, obviously, uh, you guys ask a lot of questions about like the skateboard trajectory and, and career stuff that happens. But like for you guys, like I've seen your, I've seen you guys' parts too. I know you guys are ripping. Did you guys have moments where you guys were, I mean, did anyone like almost turn you pro or did you ever have like those, or did you turn pro? I, I don't even know. Excuse me if I, uh, oh, yeah. come that was, off a that's funny. I did that, that to Karan Gale when I was like, said something about being am and he's like man's are pro and he's pissed <laughs> yeah but no neither of us ever turned pro and that was never for me i can't speak for donald but it was never a dream of mine because i just kept getting injured when i was so young that i would have to oh, spend shit. like a year at a time off the board right after i finished high school i was like i'm going to california and i'm i'm gonna like skate and then next thing i know i've fucking destroyed my ankle i couldn't skate for like 15 months that first time and so not that i even wanted to go pro when months. i was yeah i didn't even, i didn't even think about like turning pro back then but i just wanted to film video parts like that was like always my obsession but no that's tight <clears throat> nothing ever popped and i feel like getting injured as often as i did for as long as i did every time like three ankle surgeries and all this shit it always just kept like that's why i went to school like i was all there was always something else like i I'll never stop loving skating and like skating as much as I can, but mm -hmm. I never had the delusion of being like, I'm going pro and that's my goal, which I'm kind of thankful yeah. for. But you had, you were getting like hooked up, right? Yeah. 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 Like I, I was lucky enough to be, get on Nike in like 2005 and like the Canadian program just ended like a couple years ago. So I was getting shoes and boards from a bunch of people for years, but I was time. never, yeah, I was never like, I was always realistic with myself. I'm like, yo, I just want to film video parts, get free shit for as long as I can. Still obsessed with sick. boxes, but I was never, <laughs> I was never like trying to turn pro. Yeah. Did you get my box, by the way? Yeah, we got your, we got your box. Yo, the old friends box? Yeah, we got your box. We got, yo, we got your book. You guys are always asking for boxes. You guys hit me up to be on the podcast. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send a box so they don't even have to That's ask. a sick box. One that we've <laughs> never, that. we've never had before. That's dope. <laughs> well yeah what about for you donna uh i think it was easy for me to know like with the people who i was skating with and growing up with like morgan and and aiden and people that were so good to like see their trajectory it was pretty easy to see what mine would be a low-level peasant in the skate game <laughs> <laughs> just a pond in this game you know oh yeah <laughs> actually yeah having morgan with us for years was was definitely good because he was like in our inner circle from like early high school days yeah. and seeing like how hard it was for him when he was a million times better than us to like make a career happen. It's hard to be delusional, you know, when right. your one friend is like, I, I thought at the time, one of the most skilled skaters, like on the planet, you know, winning yeah. battle at the barracks and just watching him. I don't know if you ever skated with him. He's just like insane to oh, watch yeah. to this day. And so yeah. seeing how hard it was for him to just have the career he did, 
Yeah. None, of, none of us yeah. in the crew were like, yeah, yeah, I'm turning pro. I'll like, just never forget the day he showed us, like, one of the first days we hung out with him, and he showed us his, like, his sponsor me, and that's yeah. importance was just, like, <laughs> took a long look in the mirror after that. Like, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Morgan, for keeping us grounded and not yeah. delusional from a young age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was able to be to remain pretty delusional because my, <laughs> my 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 networks like never really included that like phenom. Yeah, I was always just kind of like grinding my own little video parts out from with my homie crews, you know. But I mean, that's the yeah. word, dude. Professional skateboarding is mostly just like one big delusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except for a few few out there who can really like call it a legitimate career. It's, it's yeah. There's not, yeah, there's not no, a huge sure. step from, there's not a huge step from like getting those those boxes to like being a pro skater. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. The the older we get, you know, when you're younger, sometimes there can be some envy, and when you before you really understand kind of the industry and having talked to as many dudes as we have over the years, like the older we get, the less envy there is of like being a pro skater. And don't get me wrong, it can obviously be an the absolute dream come true, but you know, if you're a little kid listening or like, and that's your dream, just know that it's not as glor- 90% of the time, it's not as glorious as you might think when you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's totally like, like from, from my perspective, like, first of all, like I can admit that like, I'm, I'm basically like privileged as a person to like, have even had the opportunity. Like, first of all, going to college was a position of privilege, you know, just like even having that opportunity and that really planted me in the skateboarding world, which was, which was lucky. And then I've been able to like, you know, get by with like sponsorship money and like, you know, like I'm now trying to like build my own little business, but like, it's, it's definitely like, and I have no regrets. Like I'm so thankful to anyone who ever has like given me a shot or included me in a brand or done anything. But it's like a weird thing that I when I when I see skaters and they're young ones and and they want to like do this and at 18 they're not really like hooked up and they're like good but they're not even like I, I don't know like I, it's like I don't know what to say like I don't want to be a dream crusher but I'm like what are, what are you chasing you know yeah. like what are you going after because like like this is an awesome experience and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world but like if you're someone maybe that like say could go to college and you, you know, have that sort of, and not everyone should go to college, obviously it's just, it's not something that's meant for people, but it can give you opportunities that not going to college might not. And like to bypass that because you maybe want to pursue skating. It's a hard thing to like advise, you know, like advise someone to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like it's, it's tough. Like, but then there are cases like I remember Miles Silvis when he was young, and he was on Organica, like his dad didn't really understand like what professional skateboarding could mean. And here I am like a, a young pro and like I am naive and optimistic about what it can mean for me. But I, I'm sort of like also a realist. Like, I don't know, like my career might not last that long, but like for miles, like no, cause his dad was saying like, I don't know, should he go to college? Like, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't want to say this, but I'm kind of saying like, I don't think he should. Like, I think he should do the skating thing because he is like that phenomenal of a talent. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. So rare. Like he shouldn't pass up opportunities that might come to him at 18 because it's just like, 
it's he's he's one of a kind and it was really hard to like explain to his his dad that he's like but i don't understand like miles is so humble like he doesn't even really talk about his his skating like he's that Mm -hmm. he's that good and it's just like some people it's like it's destined and you know yeah yeah. and and who knows for some people it can just work out too because they're like they have a good look and they are marketed right and then it's like boom it it happens but the number of people trying right now like i can't even imagine what that yeah I can't even imagine what the steps are that you need to take. But skating is such a weird... It's not like the NFL where you make the NFL and then you're a professional football player. My next door neighbor can start a skateboard company and tell people that he's turning them pro (laughs) and then creates this this like false dream, you know? It's it's a a weird business and a weird weird world to uh, try to navigate. Yeah, and it's even weirder now. Like I was, I was, I just listened to the Desenzo interview Mm -hmm. and it was funny how he was saying that his company gave him like a checklist to do. (laughs) And I never received one, but, and I, uh, you know, kind of like, I was kind of jealous of that. I was like, yeah, that sounds (laughs) sick. I love lists. I love to do this. Well, homework uh, right up your alley. Yeah. But, uh, but you don't get that. Like what, what is that? If I was to, if I was someone's team manager right now, let's say, and he's this eighteen-year-old kid, what would you tell him to do? There's like one magazine. It's yeah, like try to get in the magazine, but it's super hard to get mm-hmm. in one magazine. There's there's like very few organized systems that you like know our steps. It's basically like yeah, dude, hope try to go viral. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. it's like yeah. that, like what, it, what would you say? Like, I don't know. It's so, yeah. it's such a wild, wild, it's always been the wild west, like yeah. pro skateboarding, but like it seems even crazier now with Instagram because it's just about like finding some, some track to popularity on Instagram, building mm-hmm. your own hype from the ground up rather than working with these like systems, which is cool. It's liberating for people who, you know, know know how to do that naturally but i don't even yeah. know what you'd say to people yeah dude because it's not just as simple as go viral because you could have a huge account for all the wrong reasons and people <laughs> that like make important decisions in the industry think you're a kook totally yeah that's uh, uh, i don't envy but the having that as like but that's like but that's almost having that foundational like fame is almost necessary before you even like step on to any step on to anything new. So it's like, yeah. who? It just it's it's it seems like a backwards. It's a crazy world. I don't even understand. Yeah. It's a cold world. Bundle up. This is more of a request than a question, but <laughs> in perpetual motion, you did a super fucking clean switch tray lip back to switch. Just the way I I like it. I can be very <laughs> particular about random things in skating like which way you come out of tricks but you've got the beast switch big spin front boards and you had a switch big flip front board as well but you came out like you went full back 180 next part (laughs) i want to see a switch big spin front board back to switch and i haven't you and shane o'neill do switch big flip front boards on handrails but both of you go to fakie i'm trying to see one back to switch my guy was good wait wait so which one you want you want the big Spin or the big flip? Both. Well, I've seen you do both, but you go full switch backside. Yeah, I don't. I don't do. I, I don't do either. So, so you're gonna have to. 
You're gonna have to narrow your request. Pick one. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do both. So well, which, which I've one seen switch. <laughs> I've seen switch big spin from uh, front board back to switch. Figgy's yeah, obviously go for got the gold here. a beast one, but I okay. have not seen switch big flip front board back to switch. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm down for that. Give him some homework, man. He likes it. Yeah, there's your that checklist. <laughs> I really don't like the shove it, the like big spin board back to regular. I guess you'd call it like a shove it board because it's not a big spin, right? Mm-hmm. It's a shove it okay, front okay. board. Yeah. You think about it? Yeah. Both are a little bit confusing. Oh, dude, I just love the control on that, especially switch. But it's honestly like, I, I think it looks better, but it's I've, I look at it like, and with the switch tray lift, it's kind of like cheating. I'm basically just doing a switch big spin but like the rails like guiding me yeah. through it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like an assist. Like Jim Greco's back three nose blunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of just grazes it. <laughs> That's how I like to do my rail tricks. It's really just a trick that I'm comfortable with. I just kind of like graze the rail yeah. on the way down. <laughs> I know that, that one, I can't remember what part now, but you do a pretty big fucking switch big spin front board. That was really sick. And you, there's like a slam. Thank the you. The slam and then the one, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that slam fucked me up. Because I like went straight. I hung up at the top, yeah. went straight to my yeah, tailbone, yeah. Oh. and I was out. I was like, all right, like I, I think I couldn't skate for like a month or something like that. Fuck. Because it was, it's. I'm like the worst. I'm always envious of people who slam well. You know, like they, they might not even yeah, be that hard fuck. of a fall, but they just. It looks like the coolest clip. I always have these like devastating falls that are just like. <laughs> You're chill, right? Like, cause I, I, I'm like too protective and like tense or something like that. And like, mm. that was one of those where I'm like, like, can you put the slam in? Cause it's like, it fucked me up. But it, like, <laughs> when I watch it, it kind of just looks like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're, the slams chill. are never as bad as you think, <laughs> or, or yeah. sometimes. But you're tall too. Like, I feel like you're around our height, six, six footish. Yeah, so, I'm like six one. Yeah, the, yeah, me too. So the slamming for us hurts more. I'm envious of the little guys, like the fucking I know Will Marshall, like Ninja Roll, Grant out of Patterson, stuff. just flying off buildings, and it looks so like peaceful. Seriously. Peaceful. Yeah, you know when they <laughs> bail, it's just like oh yeah, yeah get I, right back up. Yo, and we can relate. I feel like I watched some of your guys' parts. You know, I had to do my my uh, my research. <laughs> you guys break a lot of boards. Yeah, there's one part where I broke a bunch. Yeah. Tall, tall dude problem. I swear. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Not, yeah, you should give him days, a trick but... to do. You got some, you have a request? <laughs> yeah, well, so you did, you, you had like a recent post where you did a Nolly Shove nose grind revert. Woo, here yeah. we go. <laughs> I always try that trick and I can't do it. I, I don't know why, like it always like gets pinched to a stopping point. But what if, what's up with the Nolly Vario flip? All the way around? Yeah. Oh. That's the motion, dude, I, the I, fluid. I, I need a baby ledge, but I could try that for you. Baby ledge. Is it it. cool if it's just at the skate park? (laughs) I don't know if I got that on street. No, of course. But but do you have like Nolly Vera? Oh, yeah. Not really. But I'll try. I'll try for you because I just asked you to do something crazy. I like that motion. I like that motion. And, you know, it's kind of a mutual request you're asking you're you're requesting a, a level up with a flip you know yeah. okay 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 <laughs> okay yeah all right i like it shit all right walker what's next for you man what you got coming up so big question mark of of the year like where we're gonna be because we're, we're living in new york mainly because my wife has a pretty sick job that's based here but 
she's working from home for like the next eight months probably so we might just like try to mix it up and travel for a little bit mm. if we can swing it so that's like like where we're gonna be is really like the next step question and then for like skating i'm trying to film a part I'm trying to do like a shared part with the with Sibo Walker, um, like a we've always talked about doing a Walker video where we get like all the Walkers, oh, you know, shit. Like Kyle Walker, Damo, but like, and we had a group text going for a little while, but it didn't really go anywhere. Now, but Sibo and I have like remained like hyped on the hyped on the Walker brothers concept. So we're we're probably just gonna do like a shared part. He's in Portland now, and um, I'm hopefully it'll be like a lot of New York, Portland. So that. Um, and speaking of which, I feel like I should. You, who is it that has had a, like a big issue with Sibo? I was just year? gonna say that's Donald's favorite skater, man. <laughs> I mean, no, it was it, it was, was him, obviously. <laughs> for fuck's sake, dude, sakes. the hater of all. What's your beef with Sibo, man? He does you a like lot of illegal tricks. What do you mean, yo? Come on now, like, be a realist, dude, here, Walker. We watched all your parts today. Your trick selection is, you know, very clean. Yeah, usually we really try to find an illegal trick to ask our guests about and you didn't even get one of those but if Sibo <laughs> came on here that's probably all we talk about yeah that's nothing against <laughs> oh, the man. person we don't know him but but some of them tricks just you ever seen the the emoji where the green face is about to puke <laughs> oh that's my harsh. god but it's like that's but harsh. he does him with he does him with the like in my opinion, the right energy. Well, like, that is like, the problem. It's so clearly, like, like it's it's so clearly like fun, you know, like fuck around. No, but that's the problem. When like, the guy has gnarly the skill. shit. Like he's like one of the best skaters I've ever. Because I filmed him do a part last year, and I've been on so many sessions with him, and it's so his ability is so insane, and he's just got this like I want to do. I want to. He he's like wants to get like twelve clips a day. You know, he's got that kind of like drive. And like, I don't know. It's it's fun to watch some some weird shit go down. Yeah. That's really easy. I'd rather see three clips of his and that are like not kooky. Yeah, one but, a day. But yo, honestly, that's just that's just our opinion. We we came up <laughs> in the tree of like skating with Morgan, Wade, Paul Trepp, all these dudes that we looked up to that just like stay within a certain realm, and he's way outside of it. So yeah, I mean maybe. I can't remember exactly what I said. I'm sure I went off and was kind of mean, but <laughs> probably. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember. I was almost like hesitant to come on, dude. And literally nothing to do with him as a person. It's just like sometimes watching <laughs> that shit. I'm just like, I can't. I can't fucking deal with it. But he obviously has the skill to do whatever he wants. If you could oh, choose his tricks, bro, he's dumb. He would be yeah, incredible. If, if I could be his trick coach for one part, he'd be Sodi. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm just kidding. I feel that. I feel like I even I I wanted to rain rain him in a little bit, like because we it was he was so I made a video last year for old friends, and he he was like the most hype dude to to skate for it, you know, like some of the other guys. It was kind of like pulling teeth, mm -hmm. but Sibo, I I got to get in that director's chair a little yeah. bit. <laughs> right, we got this. We got this timeline. Like I got this song. Like I got this clip. I got this clip. And then we 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 really went through filming it like filling gaps you know so it'd be like all right there's like a five second gap here like let's find a hard flip set for you you know like it yeah, was, and, yeah. and be be a little selective because his he can really do like anything 
So it was it was fun because I I feel I feel that too. But he's just the kind of personality that's like, fuck it, like that was fun that day. Like let's throw it in the park. You know? Yeah. Hey man. And it's like no no no. More let's, power let's, to let's, him. It's just not for let's think for me. It. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, so that so that's gonna be fun, and then. Yeah, I'm putting out this book. It, how'd, you, how'd you guys do on your homework assignments? Did you read any of the book? Failed, man. <laughs> Straight F. I'm too busy these days. Yeah, with the two-month-old. So yeah, I apologize. I did too, but I promise you it's there. It's going down. It's staring me in the <laughs> face. Like if next time I read a book, it's that one, 100%. But to be honest, I haven't Hell read a yeah. book in a couple of years. So it's a good time. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and you know, winter's time. around the corner, so... We will, yeah. Or, yeah, we'll hit you up. You got the you got the baby excuse. I'll give you that, but yeah. I know I don't have a real excuse. I just failed you. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yo, no, yeah, tell the people a little funny. bit about your book, actually. Yeah, no, I just I thought it'd be fun to send it to you guys because I was like, you know what? I I just I finally so basically I started writing this book in 2014. Actually, oh, wow. It was the same trip. It was in Italy when I wrote the first like chapter. I just kind of had this idea for like a story in Italy before I went back to Philly to do that uh, switchbacks. I flipped. It's actually like been that long in the making of like this little wow. story idea I had. And I don't know. I just I like I like reading fiction. I like the idea of a novel set in the skate world. You know, like mm-hmm. not just a a coming of age story about like a kid who skates but like a a book that sort of dives into some of the nitty-gritty stuff involved with professional skateboarding but from a perspective that isn't just about skateboarding if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like so there's a story about a guy in san francisco who is having like a a low point in his life he's working as a maid at a hotel skating never really worked out but it almost did and he just gets into some crazy shit in San Francisco. Oh, that's it's just sick. Like that's a, sick. I'm calling it like a skate adventure story. Oh, and so I don't dope. know. I'm just like I've been I've been writing it forever. Edited it for longer really than I like wrote it. I like finished it and then it's just been kind of like tweaking it for for years. And now I kind of have it at a spot where I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to put this out. It's like that's dope, man. Uh, that's so you, dope. you were actually you guys were some of the first people I sent it to. Okay, fuck. I'm starting to read it tomorrow, I promise. <laughs> I'm real. You actually just got me hyped. <laughs> no, I might even I feel like I changed some things in in it <laughs> even since I sent it to you. So I might send you have to send you guys another copy. Where can people find the book? So I'm just I'm putting it out through old friends. So you can just find it at old friends on our site and I'll have it like posted on on instagram and stuff too hell yeah do you know when this is gonna come out to not next wednesday the wednesday after okay perfect yeah so so yeah so it's just just out basically and i don't know like it'd be cool if skaters i I don't expect everyone to 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 read you know like it's a lot to read like a full 260 page book but i'm hoping that it's a story that skaters can enjoy because it's like relatable and it's not like based on my life. It's not like an autobiography. It's yeah. nothing. It's totally fictional. It's just like made up situations that I could imagine happening. And yeah, I don't know. It's just like, I'll be curious what you guys think. I'll be curious what everyone, every, uh, everyone thinks who. Bro, I gave you a switch up. big flip front board to do. The least I can do is read your book. I'm pumped now though. Why are you getting <laughs> past the Nolly Burial Flip Nose Grand Reaver? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, I'll, I'll bunt that one, but <clears throat> no promises there. I can promise that I'm going to read the book. <laughs> oh, that's dope. Yes. Yo, 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 it's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, as always, we brought to you by Dickies. And we talking the relaxed fit, straight leg carpenter duck jeans. Woohoo! It's no wonder they have five star customer favorite. Step up your workwear with a pair of these bad boys. You know I have. <laughs> Wear yours at. They're imported, they fit over your boots in these cold winter streets. They got the relaxed fit, extra room in the seat and thigh, triple stitch toughness at yoke, seat, and side seams. Man, this is the gene you need. Dickies. Let's get it, y'all. All right, Walker, you ready for a little rapid fire? Yeah, we could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite skater? I'm going to say Wes Kramer. Favorite video? FTC Penal Code. Favorite video part? Arto in Sorry. Favorite style? Again, probably Wes Kramer. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? I would say Mark Appleyard, but I just hesitate because I just feel like Mark Appleyard's like style is just like so natural and incredible. <laughs> I can't say like I can't say like oh I'm trying to like skate like Appleyard, but like watching the way <laughs> yeah, he no. would do tricks. And he doesn't even it's not even his tricks that I like to do. Dude, it's so funny you said that cuz when you paused to think about it, I was thinking about what my answer would be and it's the same one, but I don't skate like Appleyard at all. You, you were going to say Appleyard? Well, Appleyard is my favorite skater, and I tried to emulate him, but it didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? That's No how one I can feel. really be like, Appleyard, but you want to be him yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth. It's so hard to like think of an original answer, but it's got to be, I mean, it's got to be a shot. Favorite trick? What do you call the the trick where you like bonk the your wheels against the crack, you know, you're, you're without being like kind of racist, like the Chinese oh. nollie, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I don't really think Ch- Chinese nollie is acceptable in this day and age, but that no. that's a trick, right? Where you just like bonk and just yeah. boost. Yeah, yeah. The no pop nollie. Oh wait, why is Chinese nollie racist? I'm not sure if it's I don't know. Racist, like, why is it called? I mean. You're just like what if there's something racist call anything, about calling yeah. it Chinese? You know? I don't know the origins of it. Yeah, exactly. Like if it was just Canadian Nolly or American Nolly. I don't know the origin either, so maybe we should just tread lightly. Yeah. But if it was Canadian, you might be like, that weak ass trick? Why are you calling that weak ass <laughs> trick? Like Canadian. Like what are you trying to say? Like, I don't know. Why the yeah. hell is that? Well, maybe if any of our listeners know the origin, they can uh email us in and we'll read it next week but we know what you mean and we know you're not being racist so (laughs) (laughs) hardest trick for you fakey heel flip oh i feel you these days it's a hard trick for everyone (laughs) most illegal trick the stanky leg tray flip Hmm. oh does your boy Sibo do those doesn't he do the one where he doesn't push yeah what the <laughs> fuck the most stanky leg one <laughs> dude he did that no he makes no, it extra he, does push. He, he gives it the extra violation with the by making it a shove and that's like almost yeah. it's almost acceptable at that oh point, oh yeah he does the but, three shove stank 
Oh, is that what it was? And he, no, did, I mean, he, he I'm talking about landed one, one foot though. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, I don't know. It's just one of those things you see. You're like, oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm talking about the yeah. dudes who really like the the tray flip. You really try to stank your leg. You know, like you yeah, like try yeah. to try to basically. Like Mark Appleyard did an acceptable one where he like like Felipe Gustavo. Maybe, does I think them. he actually grabbed. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the stanky leg tray. That one hurts. It's hurtful. Favorite clip you've ever gotten? Probably when I was in high school, I switched backs. I flipped the triple set in Sacramento. Damn. Damn. It was just a crazy mission because I had like had a crazy night the night before where I like only slept like two hours or something, and then I had to coach a. I had to coach a little league soccer game in the morning at like 9.30, like super hungover, and then drive to Sacramento from Napa, which is like an hour and a half. Or no, I had to pick up my buddy, Ken, who was the photographer. No, I had to pick up film because the homie who was going to come from Sac- from Oakland to shoot it, shoot the sequence was like, I, re- I don't have film. Sorry, I can't come. And I was like, fuck that. I'm going to buy film. So like I went and bought film and then... Uh, brought it to him and like was able to do the trick down the triple set which was like such a hurdle for me and the film ended up being like a like a curtains and slap i don't know if you remember that sick gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed i just keep thinking of tommy sandoval like i (laughs) i I was out on a session with him where he like backgrounded this big red rail i think it was uh it's the same one miles front feebled just like oh yeah yeah what's the one trick that got away that 15 stair in tucson mm. you know the yeah, one yeah. mike davis did like switch tray i tried switch backside flipping it on like a circuit trip so long ago like before before reynolds had even or before i knew reynolds had even backside flipped it i remember thinking like it'd be so cool to switch backside flip some big ass set that hasn't been backside flipped yet and then i just was in san diego at the time and i would just like i was set on it and for probably like a year, I would drive out, like, and it's like an eight-hour drive or something to Tucson from San Diego. Try it for like two hours or three hours until I can, couldn't even walk, and then drive back and just like plan my next mission. And I never got it. I stuck it every single time. <laughs> One time, I even drove out with Chris Ray. We drove from LA straight to it. Got there at like five in the morning. Got a hotel. Like slept for a few hours. Got there in the morning, tried it for like an hour, busted my heel, and just like drove straight back to LA, like a less than twenty-four hour vision for just like. Dude. So that that one still eats away at me because I just know I can do it. Like it's got a downhill landing where you, it seems like it would help you because it like would take away the impact, but it just shoots you every time. And I'm still like not gonna let that one just go. I'm gonna try it at least once more. Damn, <laughs> you're a true workhorse running back in the skate ship, man. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed so this one's easily myself because <laughs> it was in brazil anthony claraval invited me on a trip where it was just like claraval and, and tx and it was so it was just three of us and uh, it's homie gordo and we were just like in brazil for three weeks and it was it was such a sick trip because he has this scheme where it was like yo just bring some product and we sell the product and then that's like your cash for the trip. And I was like, dude, that sounds cool. So like I was able to get some get some funding from sponsors for the flight, brought a bunch of product, and then uh that was just like three weeks in, in Brazil. Like it was enough to cover, which was insane. But like the third day I like 
destroyed my ankle in this weird way. Like, and so I couldn't, I was only skating at like 50% the whole time. So we were like, all right, well, we're not going to get like real street clips. Like, let's just film like a little commercial. And it was all around like ending it at the Cristo, you know, like the 13 stair in Rio. Mm -hmm. And basically it was like, all right, so this whole trip will be around like filming this little commercial that ends with me, like switch ollieing the 13 stair at the top of this like mountain and it's just like oh cool like that'll it that'll be chill like i can definitely like switch all your 13 stair like not not like to jock myself but it was just like this won't be that crazy and so it's a really involved mission getting a skateboard at up to this location because it's like this big monument tourist attraction so we sneak it in we start setting it up and i was just like dude i'm gonna try switch flip and, and Clairvaux was like, no, dude, don't don't try switch flip. Like, just do switch all you. Like, no, no, dude, I, I, I got this. Like, I got switch flip. And I could just see he was so pissed. And I just bailed every switch flip. Didn't even, like, put one down until we uh, until we got kicked out. And then it was just Damn, like. bro. It's basically like a whole trip to Brazil <laughs> for, for nothing. <laughs> oh, my God. You ruined the whole thing for the switch flip bunt? yeah and to this day like i i still like we, we filmed this like there was like this little concept like skating the beach i i think that was like my initial like same outfit concept piece that was going to end with a with a with a sick little hammer and i could just claraval was so pissed he was just so disappointed you know like damn man got greedy what's the last new trick you learned ever since quarantine kicked off in march we've been stuck in um on Martha's Vineyard where my wife grew up. It's like an island in Massachusetts and they have a really good skate park. And my my goal just became like to like figure out how to cruise transition switch. And I didn't really learn that many tricks, but like just to like comfortably pump like corners switch feels like a trick to me. So I'm gonna say that. Just like mobbing around and like confident confidently like oh, doing dope. like a switch five oh. It's so it's like so hard. It feels you feel so stupid because it's like learning how to skate again. Like everything yeah. feels like just so uncomfortable but that feels like my my new trick hell yeah dream job after skating my dream job for after skating slash like right now is just to to see old friends grow and expand the especially the side of the business that we've started this year which is educational videos about physical therapy subjects like so i want to see it grow with apparel but you know also making fitness gear like i sent you guys some of the resistance bands and stuff like keep making that stuff but then really continue what i'm doing with kyle brown he's a pt who i grew up with good friend we make these videos about common injuries and rehab from those injuries and podcasts explaining more about like how that process works and so so far we've we've covered like ankle sprains, Achilles tendinopathy, you know, how to warm up properly, how to stretch properly, all these things that are important to skating. And I, I just want to make that like as clean and clear as possible and available to skaters in a way that's like just different. So that's my, that's my dream job. Dude, that's what's up, man. It's all, it's all there for the taking favorite local brand well i'm out the window i'm looking at uh yeah i guess it's not a homie there's like a that no, you know that store noah 
for that company. Oh, yeah, the clothing brand? They're pretty sick. They're like, right. I'm like looking at them out my window. <laughs> Does it get more local like, than that? Store. They're probably too cool for me. <laughs> they might not want me like vouching for them. But Bobby DeKaiser's <laughs> on there and he's the best. So. Classic. Favorite local skater? I'll go with Mark Suchu because he's also right down the street. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? I do regret believing in the integrity of like skate shoe brands. <laughs> 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 Not that I regret riding for any of them, but I feel like I had a very naive thought that like a core skate shoe brand like had some special meaning, but it's just another. <laughs> It's just another random company that's just usually run much more poorly. <laughs> oh, shit. I just can't even. Uh, I just you think just it's came funny out that a I... whole section of companies instead of one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, basically all my sponsors. No, I'm just kidding. Like, not I love that answer. That's a great answer. I really like believed in that. And I think I, like, I think it was stupid that I, I did. But whatever. Yeah. It's all the ones that were like, we're only skate. <laughs> I just always thought like that's so sick, but like I, like why? Like why is that so sick? It's usually still some dude at the top who doesn't give a fuck about skating. It's yeah. just like a business. Yeah. So it's just like this funny delusion of like a company's integrity. It's so funny. We know all about that favorite teammate ever. So it comes to mind because I was listening to uh Desenzo's and he said I think he said his his uh, worst teammate or whatever was his brother but i, I think scooter was my favorite oh what so, yeah dude he was like such a gem like there's no one like that dude on earth like he is so original do you know scooter pretty well i was actually homies homies with him when we were super young like just finishing high school but uh yeah like i i'm not in touch with them anymore unfortunately like i saw him two years yeah. ago in california no, I'm not either. I, or I haven't talked to him in a while, but like I would room with him on circuit trips and I don't know, like he just cracked me up. He was just so funny and like his brain just worked in a totally different way than like any other skater like I've met even to this day, I feel like. And he That's would just sick. he would just get into like weird situations and the stuff he was talking about with like him not having a phone and having to be his like secretary was like so true. Like we would go on <laughs> trips and he wouldn't have his phone and he would just like wander off. I mean, he wouldn't have a phone and he would just wander off and it'd be like, where's Scoot? And he would then like show up like hours later. Like I remember one time he showed up like wearing some strange sweater. <laughs> it was just so clearly not his. And it was like, yo, what's up with the sweater? And he was like, oh, like, I like bought some wine and I couldn't open it. So this like lady brought me to her house where she had a wine opener. And then she had this like all these clothes because her boyfriend just died. So yeah, it's like her, she gave me this sweater. It was just oh, like, what the hell? like, how did you just get into this? Like, and you didn't even mention this for like an hour. We've been hanging out, and like, you didn't even think to mention this like crazy experience you just had, like wandering into a stranger's like shrine to her deceased lover. Like, it was, it was wow. just like, I just love that dude. He was just like so positive and like sweet and like nice. I just, I don't know. I always had like a really good impression of of Scooter. Hell yeah, I miss that dude. Shout out Scooter, wherever you are. Big shout out, great guy and and insanely underrated yeah. on the board. 
like one of the most talented dudes ever. Yeah. Worst teammate ever. Kelly Hart. Oh, <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. We have traveled a lot together. No, he's he's the he's the homie, but yeah, he can he'll he'll go he'll get that. But he'll fuck him. <laughs> Worst company. Um Instagram. Whoa. Interesting. This is the week where I've been like borderline like I really got a problem because I I set limits. Yeah. I set I d- I signed myself out, and I'm just always back there looking at this <laughs> shit, dude. And it's like I haven't been skating for the last couple of months because I'm dealing with this like Lyme disease from a tick bite. Oh, so holy fucking fuck. shitty. And so I, yeah, I haven't been skating because it like affects. It's been affecting my joints in like the worst way. No. So it's like really can't skate but anyway so I, i'm like looking at instagram all day and it's all these skaters just doing these tricks and it just seems it just seems like so unhealthy and i just like i want it to stop but i can't it's like i'm a it's yeah. bad but it's also so good like so much good yeah. comes out of it so much like goofy videos yeah. and like connecting with you guys and stuff but it's like oh it's just there's something to very if, unhealthy if we about could it. freeze instagram and time and just keep it like to where what it was in like 2012 ish when yeah. it was just pictures and just like set there's it's seven different that long. yeah there was like seven different filters you remember that yeah those were sick filters dude it was so fucking <laughs> fun back then and like not serious you were desperate to get the double digit yeah likes. once you got to 10 likes it would like go to the, the number 10 instead of showing people's names <laughs> oh, the desperation seriously the good old days. Yeah. Worst trend. Uh, the Strobeck copycat film. Had it's it, heavy dude. out there. I've had it with Yeah, it. me too, man. If you're not Strobeck, fucking figure out something else. Shaky ass, <laughs> zoomed in <laughs> angles, yeah. dude. So I hate it. Every video. Worst style. Dude, any, anything manufactured. Anything just like embellishing your own shit with the, with the, with the hand movements. Oh, yeah. You know? There's so many different variations. There's like, there's like the arms up, the extra oh, arms up. That's the, a good one. The, <laughs> I hate that the, one. Um, we call it the Apache fade. You know what that no. one is? That's like the one where you like, like picture you just threw a tomahawk. You know, uh, your arms like uh, above your. The above like your, Dylan bite. Like when when people, it's like it. It happens to everybody every now and then, but like, I feel like he doesn't do it anymore. But Sean Pablo used to like. Yeah, Elijah really does on, that shit like. a lot now. Does he? I don't. I feel like somehow. I don't know. I don't think Sean Pablo does it anymore. There's some dudes who like clearly look like they were trying. And granted, maybe they were doing it more when they were like kids or something like that. But some some dudes know better. Yeah. You know, some dudes know better than to like pick a pick a movement that looks good. And it's usually the best dudes too, like the best skaters. <laughs> and it's like, why do you need to add something? Yeah. Fake. Like why? They don't. You are so good at skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember Jeremy Rogers later in oh, his career having like an? It was arm the thing? worst yeah. at the end there. What did he do? What did he do? He like he, he would kind of he like, would do like caution, <laughs> caution hands. He would do like a perfect cab down a set and then do like caution like. Yeah, that's what it was like extra caution hands. It looked so yeah, weird. We gotta like, call that so like. Yeah, Jeremy Rogers was like. I, skating got too easy so it was like he was doing that to almost make it seem like oh that wasn't easy <laughs> that's funny that may that's probably i mean that's like it's usually with the best skaters where 
where you notice it yeah. because it's like, yo, you weren't doing that before. Like, what are you yeah. doing now? Yeah. Like, Last person you want on the sesh. My homie Joe Bueller like fucking laughed at me when I was falling trying to tray flip an eight snare. <laughs> I wanted to kill him because he didn't skate. You know, like he didn't he didn't skate, so he didn't understand like anything. So he was just like cracking jokes and like laughing. That's while I torture. Was, like, slamming. And there's nothing worse than someone who like doesn't skate. Yeah, like, yeah. Like if a homie's laughing, like you, it might be to like lift your spirits, but I don't think. Or the kid at the courthouse. Yeah. Fuck that little kid. <laughs> tell me, tell me, thinks I'm gonna die. It's <laughs> terrible. Bad juju. I don't want that. All right, y'all. That's gonna wrap up our interview with Walker Ryan. Thank you, man. That was an absolute pleasure. Sorry I talked to you guys his ears off. I know it's late. No, that's right. sick. All good, brother. Thanks for coming on, man. And I'm gonna start reading your book tomorrow. Pinky swear. Yeah, what else I'll, you? I'll do? believe it. I'll believe it when I. Yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> But I'll, I'll send you a picture when I crack Actually, it. Actually, I guess I'm never going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, dog. All right, cool. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Welcome back to the post office, brought to you by the one and only Dickies. Quality workwear since 1922. From the work site to the streets, Dickies is the brand you can trust. Ghost. Who we got up first? You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from John Metz. Great season, fellas. You guys crush it like always. Had a question about Big Brother Skate Magazine. Did it influence you at all in the early years? Any section stand out? I feel like the guys who created it are some of the greatest humans ever, especially Narako and Carney. Modern day Hemingways and Tolstoys that the youngsters need to brush up on. Any chance you could get Narako or Singleton or Carney interview ever? Respect as always, John in Idaho. Potato John, man. Unfortunately, I think that I saw a couple big brothers or two, but I don't think it had any influence on me, and I don't even really remember any of the sections. Uh, I was hoping you were going to have a good answer for that because <laughs> I didn't really see too many either. I remember, I think the one that I saw was like, uh, Rob Carley brought it to school one day. Was the um, Corey Duffel N-word oh, fucking thing? But up here, when we were younger, man, I had a subscription to Transworlds. Uh, shout out to my mom for that. But it was all about SBC yeah. and concrete powder, and uh, even some color mag. Fucking yo. yeah, color. What else were we rocking with? Transworld was heavy back then, Ex man. Transworld Expose. was like. It was the one. Yeah, even Thrasher wasn't popping hard. Yeah. Or at least, like, they weren't at all the skate shops up here. I don't know. But, yeah, Big Brother, unfortunately, we know it's legendary, but it wasn't a big part of either of our, like, early skate days. Yeah, I think it just missed us, man. But, it was yo, a little bit before us. Narako's the homie, oh. so we could get him on any time. But we got to get Clyde on Singleton for sure. Yeah. Is that the Singleton he's referring to? Uh, I don't know. I just assumed it was. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, shout out to Narako, man. Big homie. All right. Next up, we got an email from Larry Perkins. Yo, what's good, Seifa and Dono? First off, let me preface by saying Mason for Sodi this year. Dude's been going insane. That Spitfire part made my brain explode. Had to pick my fucking job off the ground after that one still. So my question is, what advice do you have for fellow Canadian skateboarder Andy Anderson? You guys ever met this kid? 
I never met him. I don't know much about him. Uh, we met him in uh, when we did the live show with Sluggo. Or I don't know if you met him, but he was he was there skating around. I've seen him at a few contests. He's usually I am getting paid, but he's pro now. Oh, and it's the am or it's the it's a pro contest as well now. Anyways, um, advice for him. I don't know. Isn't he like killing it? <laughs> yeah, no fucking clue. What kind of advice? What kind of advice would he need from our dusty asses, man? Give him some advice. <laughs> He's gotten further in skating than we ever did. Give him a little bit of life advice, man. Life advice? Uh, a motiv- motivational quote for the kid. When you wake up in the morning, get out of bed and get your day started. What's the first thing you do when you get out of bed? Take a piss and then if uh, that's pretty much it. Go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Unless yeah. I'm working. <laughs> keep it moving. Yeah. Watch some entourage these days. Woo! That's a good one, man. Alright, next up we got an email from Nathan Feldos. Feldhaus. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's house, yeah. You need to shut the fuck up or get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I had to see that coming. Ryan Allen Any classic. Any one of your friends saw that coming. Yo, what up, Safe and Donald? You get a chance to see the new Cody McIntyre and Dave Bisinski mini rampart on the barracks. Yeah, n- <laughs> yeah, neither did I. <laughs> uh, has there ever been a part that you started but couldn't finish? P- like that sentence. P.S. You guys got to get Jake Cusick on the pod. Man skates with style, uh, has made some sick videos, and is one of the best snowboarders in the game right now. Man's even got his own shoes on Vans. You dig? Peace out and much love from Santa Barbara, California. Were you laughing because I I moved where he put the barracks in the sentence? Or, or, he switched. They redid his whole email. Or, or, or were you laughing because he didn't watch the part? That was funny. A bit of both, man. But the the way you worked that email was a thing of beauty. <laughs> A true veteran. You've seen a, you've seen a bad email before. But no, I didn't even hear about it. The barracks is. Uh, I don't frequent that shit ever anymore. That shit's fucking done to me. I think. I know. It used to be kind of fun, man. Early ballot the barracks days, when you'd have fucking Arto and the games of skate and all the big legends. Bro, they used to hit it hard with the commanders and the fucking trickopedias. Those were sick. I don't know if it was called Trickopedia, but they were fucking fire too. Yeah, I was even still watching uh, it like se- somewhere recently when they do the the United by Fates or no, that was Globe. Uh, United by Nations or whatever. It's like the team contest. Yeah, like the, remember the DGK one and yeah, Wade they were was sick. in there. Uh, what was the other thing that Morgan had? Like the AM thing, the recruit. Like yeah. they used to be fucking fire. I don't even know what they're doing on there now. It's too. It's too like virally now. Like kid does triple flip down five stair and then nolly inward heel yeah. laser and yeah. sacks they gotta get back to their bread and butter over there yeah i don't think that's happening they anytime soon the fucking bunking in there for a united nation <clears throat> yo it would be a wrap yo all the fuck no slides i do <laughs> on obstacles he skate the fucking wolf little mani pad let me tell it. you like my nbd lines that i would do on the <laughs> two five stairs or six stairs 
probably come in hot with the Nolly 180, the first one, and then like switch crook the hubba NBD. <laughs> On the eight stair, probably switch heel, switch heel rocket. Uh, on the big rail front board, maybe to fakie if I'm feeling the big big rail. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? A you blunt got? to fakie on a quarter pipe for sure. Okay. And hammer, I would. Uh, what other? What else is there? Hammer, I'd probably fucking nolly back 180 to set. <laughs> the big ass one? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's the warm up, baby. They don't want to see us down there. Ho ho! No, they don't want us. They don't want us in Cali, man. Um, has there ever been a party you started but couldn't finish, like our United by Nations if it ever drops? Uh, shit. That's a good question. Definitely. I feel like I do that sometimes. You know, when you pop something on and you're like no this ain't happening man yeah that's actually a hard question to ask because it actually takes a lot for me to click play on a part now i'm not fucking i can't watch everything you know what i mean so if i'm gonna watch it or i'm gonna start it i'm more than likely gonna finish it yeah the the easier question to answer is is there a part that you just didn't even press play on because you were like fuck this kook and there's plenty of those but uh i can't think of the last time i just stopped midway through a part but i definitely have maybe maybe siebel walker's next part i'll stop after one clip shout out to walker (laughs) timely yeah timely answer and jake kuzik man of course he's coming on the pod trust me we had some preliminary talks this year and uh, when the time's right, you know, Jake's a big Vance guy. We're big Vance guys. We got to make something big happen for Jake. Yeah, we're real big at Vans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Next up, we got an email from Riley Davis. I'm back still. Have you ever had an editor do you dirty from ants turning you into Alvin, the Canadian chipmunks to the editor just fucking up your whole part? Keep doing it real big for Canada. We fucking love you guys and couldn't ask for better hosts to represent Canadian shit talk and skating maybe and a little fantasy too. Fuck it, y'all are the shit. Have we ever, man? Honestly, in our like skate career, which is uh, minuscule and peasant-like, we've been pretty blessed to have some serious filmer-editor combos, man. Yeah. Devin will put in some like uh, embarrassing clips of us, but... We find that shit funny. Yeah, I've never really been done dirty, I wouldn't say. Yeah, no, it's like we're always working with our homies, so it's easy. I'd say you get, you could potentially get done dirty if you're, you know, riding for a company that's actually paying you and like the editing is out of your control and they slap you with a shit song, but like, yeah. Just because we're just making homey videos, like we always have a say, you know, it's not going to come out and we're going to be bummed. Like we're going to get to see it beforehand and shit. So never been done dirty, thankfully. All right. Next up, we got an email from Lugo Lurks. What's up, boys? Lugo here from Houston, Texas. Just wondering if y'all had any plans to bring some artists on the pod like Mark McGee or Todd Francis. I think it would be really sick to pick these dudes' brains and discover how some of the most iconic and controversial board graphics came to grace the culture. 
and do backside over crooks exist i have a friend and do backside over crooks exist i have a friend who stands firmly behind the argument that they do not exist because you can't back nose grind on a rail without tweaking it unless it's a square rail so i'd love to hear y'all's opinion on this major shout out to the great white north and all its rippers stay clean out there boys lugo yes obviously back over crooks exists front side however do not <laughs> that is the clear and easy answer yeah it's straightforward man when you front side nose grind something and it goes over crook it's just a nose grind it's just the way it is because you're not gonna do a balanced nose grind on a round rail either but we call them nose grinds but over crooks it's a different ball game man like it's so hard and scary and like just such a different trick i mean it, you could say the yeah. same for front side but it's just no one's just gonna start calling them front side over crooks and like when you do a nose grind pop out that's like pinched you're not gonna be like yeah i just did a front over crook pop out on a ledge nah bruv it does make sense though like you can't do front side or backside nose grinds on round rails really yeah yeah so you make it you make a great argument but still i'm not sure why these are the rules but it just is what it is man. just just stick with them bro you don't want to coo- you don't want to be the kook that's like yeah i just back nose grinded a rail and then it's a back over crook or yeah i just front over crooked a rail like come on man do we have any plans to bring any artists on the pod man what do you think i think we got to get to some more filmers and photographers first before we start deep diving into the into the artists but you never know man yeah right time right place anything i mean if you want the bunt to go down to three listens a week and we're out of a job then maybe but uh probably not anytime soon just kidding respect to the the artists but we got to get the the skaters on here you know what i'm saying there's too many before we start deep diving Next, you're going to want the fucking team managers and the people who make bearings, man. (laughs) Who the fuck makes bearings, I don't fucking know. All right. Next up, we got a voice note. Next up, we got a voice note from Mike Saxer. Let's take a listen. What's up, bump boys? I got three questions or topics to talk about. First, I know you hate the guy because of some beef with your friend Grant Peterson. You talked about it on the pod before, but Anthony Papalardo. I really like his skating. His mosaic part is one of my favorites. So maybe forget about the hate for a second and talk about his skating. Do you like his skating or did you like it? And what's your favorite Papalardo clip? Second, Um, Your good friend Wade is known for skating in Jordans back in the day before he was on S or whatever other shoe sponsors. Uh, I always really liked that. I was wondering if you used to skate in Jordans and what you think of it. And maybe tell us, tell us your favorite skate, your favorite clip in Jordans. Maybe not not a weight clip because he's too obvious um a recent one that i'm thinking of is that kid rowan davis the young australian kid on girl 
he had a clip in the last girl video doing a switch front board 270 the hard way on an out rail and he was wearing the Jordan 11s and I thought it was really sick clip and unexpected choice of shoes. Uh, third question, who's the last Gator you unfollowed on Instagram and why? Mine would be Brandon Beeble, love his skating. Don't really like his whole gym stuff, but I can deal with it. But then when he posted that, that video, you know, of the guy getting beat up in the streets, I thought that was fucking whack. So I had to unfollow. Um, yeah, fire some shots. Let us know who you unfollowed and why. And fuck Mickey Papa. <laughs> Take care, guys, and keep it up. Bye bye. Peace. Okay, first of all, can I just say I absolutely love that voice memo. You're an instant legend. You had us cracking up over here. Uh, maybe uh, pick up the pace next time, but uh, that was fucking gold. So thank you. <laughs> all right, bro. Lots to unpack, man. Three fire questions there. All right. Anthony Popolardo. Can we look past the Grant Patterson Dude, beef to get hold on. on the show? Hold on. We, we never said we don't like Anthony Popolardo. Just because, no, obviously, I know, not. but he yeah, said, he said, put your hate aside. I'm like, we got, I don't hate him. I know, at all. we love I know, him. We, we got, we're fans. If he ever wants to come on the pod, he's more than welcome. I actually DM'd him this week, taking a shot in the dark. <laughs> yeah. God's guest house, baby. Come on, people. You guys, the internet turned Hugo Pro. Hopefully, we can get pops on the butt, man. Like, but let's turn to the internet to to make this happen, man. Dude, he don't even skate anymore. Grant will nolly half cap flip over his head, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, no Popolardo hate, none whatsoever. That was just a fucking crazy story that uh, still makes us crack up to this day. One of the premier bunt moments from fucking season one, ep like three. And yo, if we talking like talking about his skating. Yo, mosaic, photosynthesis, it doesn't get much better, man. Uh, straight, straight legend. Dude, the little promo with him and winning. Classic. I wish he got switch flip down love gap, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, real shit. Shot had to finish that. But yeah, man, come on. Popolardo, legend, goes without saying. Big fans. And uh, welcome on the pod anytime. <clears throat> All right. Skating in Jordans, man. Obviously, we know Wade skates in Jordans, but there's a guy from New York had like a huge, um, huge part drop on quarter snacks just recently. I think it was like a COVID part. Wavy data on Instagram, dog. Only skates in Jordans. Absolute fire. Peep demand them, you know. Say, why don't you skate in some fucking Jordans? Because I'm a Vans man, yo. The fuck you talking about? Well. <laughs> Favorite Jordan clip. Hit me. Me, I'm going to go with uh, rest in peace, Vincent Nava. 
he had some of the ill kits i loved his whole thing and yo i'm not even gonna lie i still have been watching his pig part like once a week he's yeah something special man it's a, so sad that he left us too soon uh but his last trick in his pig part he smith grinds that huge rail tj switch backboarded and like david gonzalez feebled super crouched down in his soda year he smith grinds it like a straight g and some jordans real fly legend and last but not least who is the last skater you unfollowed yo honestly sometimes i just go on the bunt and like see who you because fyi donald runs the bunt instagram and sometimes he follows people and i'm like what the fuck i had to unfollow fucking nature word off there man Oh, he's sick. The fuck you. <laughs> what are you talking about? And you're on the fucking Instagram too. You pop in and do your do your your little thing whenever the yeah, hell you yeah, want. Yeah, like 3% of the time it's me, but fucking maybe 5%. But yeah, I had to clean that up and just dust nature word real quick the other day. Uh, Nate, if you listen, dog, and I know you are, I got I got love for you. Don't worry about the ghost. You didn't even follow us back, man. Fuck that shit. Well, he was, <laughs> I want to get him on here, dog. That shit would be funny as hell. I'm oh, hell no, yo. I just went on the button what? Instagram right now. Yo, Kellen James just liked and commented two things. Yo, I've been the fuck's that have to do with dying that? to get because we're just talking about the Instagram. I went to peep it. Did he follow us? No. But yo, I swear. Still no. I follow. swear I DM'd him a long time ago. Did he read it? I don't have access to the DMs right now. He didn't DM us back. That's for sure. We'll go. We'll stick with the Nate Sherwood man. That was a fucking all-time voice note. Thank you so much. He said it took him a while to uh, to send that voice note in. So thank God that you did, man. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Hit us anytime, man. All right, next up, we got an email from Travis R, a.k.a. Travis Robinson. <laughs> you have to do that. Yo, 96. This fool is fucking born in 96. He's 24. Oh, the email. Is 24 too old to get good at skateboarding? What's I'm fucking 33 and I'm trying to get good at skateboarding. Yeah, bro. First of all, give us some more information. Like, do you skate already? <laughs> Are you trying to get better? Are you just thinking about starting? Like, how'd you find the, the bunt? feeling frisky in the post office. What the today, fuck man. you saying, Travis? Are no, nah, dude. Twenty four is. It's never too late to get. Look at look at fuck. <laughs> yo, look at fucking Lil Wayne's trash ass. He's horrible at skateboarding, but I fucking love watching him <laughs> skate and his improvement, man. So what improvement, yo? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But he, no, he's definitely improved, <laughs> even though he still sucks. <laughs> he's better than he was. That's for damn sure. So, Holy Travis, fuck. even if you're trash, keep it going, man. Let's fucking do this. 24, you're in your, your athletic prime. No, and your skateboarding prime ain't till like fucking 29, 30, man. You got lots of time. I don't know about that, but you're you're right in the mix. It is. Says who? But it is the perfect combination of athletic ability and trick selection and choice 30 hey, 29 to sound, 30 jason dill said you that. sound like someone making excuses for fucking 
sad ass 29 year olds who can't jump down gaps and shit anymore jason dill let's see and they, got, see, and they gotta that, start man. doing so slappies i'm just kidding it's i've seen you try to do slappies bro yeah it's a sad sight yeah i don't agree with the 29 being your prime uh, it, de- it depends i'm more bitter because i got so banged up and injured that by 29 i was already way worse than i was in my early 20s so maybe that's just me but uh dude you're better now like you're a better fundamental skateboarder now than you were back then back then you were just you would you could jump more and you would jump on handrail you could get like you would get more impressive clips and footy and you could skate more but the the actual skill is better now i ain't even i I think i appreciate you even trying to spew that lie but dude it's true man just because you're younger and you can jump and you're a little more fearless and you hop on rails doesn't mean you're a better skateboarder no dono it's a a fact no it doesn't i know no i know i know but i know trust me i know my own skating more than anyone and i was much better when i was younger no i don't believe that things look better now (sighs) well appreciate that but we're also past 29 so (laughs) (laughs) that's true all right y'all that's gonna wrap up the post office for this week man that was one of the funner ones in a while huh yeah real shit man keep them coming people the bunt live at gmail.com you know where to drop the line Welcome to The Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports, brought to you by the one and only Steam Whistle, Canada's premium pilsner, the only buzz. We're recording Saturday night, and let me tell you, we are going to need some green cans tomorrow to get through some of these football games. Just try to unpack and tell me exactly what's going to happen in this Denver-New Orleans game. Yo, I'm so goddamn pissed man why can't anything go my damn way in fantasy this year it's a must-win thing so i don't come in last and pay double in our most expensive league i just had a feeling i was like i bet you anything nat's got fucking the saints defense go check of course they fucking do they're about to put up 30 points on my ass and i already went against antonio gibson against her and her fucking husband <laughs> both playing them against me in different leagues fuck sakes but uh it's gonna be a shit show but just to counter it i had to pick up kendall hinton yo you, you want to know the scouting report on he's this fucking scrub he's a wide receiver off their practice squad you want to hear what he did he played quarterback at Wake Forest for four seasons before switching to wide receiver. His freshman season included 52% completion rate while throwing for four touchdowns and five interceptions. <laughs> Bro, I'm about to throw him out there against Simon and see if I can get fucking 10 points out of his shit ass. Oh, so, so sorry. just take me back to your matchup with Nat. So what's the score? She had Antonio. Now she's got New Orleans defense. What's it going to take for you to pull out this W, man? Who are you going to need to have a big game? Well, shout out to fucking Tua's dusty ass because I went and scooped Ryan Fitzpatrick real quick. (laughs) I'm going to throw him out there because I need some magic tomorrow. Yeah. Tell the people about your... uh, musical chairs you had going on in free agency in the waiver wire with your quarterback position this week 
Oh god. Uh in all my leagues I've been so loose. I picked up Well, basically I'm playing against Nat and she has Nick Mullins against the Rams, so I'm like I definitely want to take on Nick Mullins this week. So I picked up Trubisky's whack ass because your boy Nick Foles is hurt. But then they're like, oh, Lamar has COVID. So I went and rushed and grabbed RG3. But it was still the same day. So Trubisky went back to being a free agent immediately. So then I was like, oh, shit, that game might get canceled. So I went back to Trubisky, waited a day so that he was actually on my team. And if I dropped him, she still couldn't pick him up. And I picked up Fitzpatrick today, oh, like a true G. And I need a little Fitz magic, man. And so I got to play. I'm playing Ryan Fitz magic because I need magic tomorrow. And then I got to choose between Cam Newton, shit ass, who's thrown for like three touchdowns all year, and Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. I'm thinking Taysom Hill against Denver because he's going to have the yeah, ball gonna all that game. Tomorrow, I think. Holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, I'd be crying, man. Just so we're going to apologize for all that fantasy talk, but I thought the people would like to know the type of week you've had dealing with uh, quarterbacks and COVID in the in the money league. Oh, it's, it's been some fucking bullshit. That's just the money league. Don't get me started on the other league where it's a must win and Jonathan Taylor he doesn't even have fucking COVID. gets he's COVID. A, like, supposedly he's a, a high risk because he came in contact. Like, Do the tests for fuck's sakes. Now I got to play Chris Godwin's garbage ass that I kept in the fifth round, you piece of fucking shit. <laughs> Tom Brady, learn how to fucking That's throw a fucking That's going to be a huge game. Ball. Let's talk about that game for just one second. We got Tampa Bay going up against the Chiefs. Tom Brady usually has had pretty good success going up against Patrick Mahomes, but that's when he's had Bill Belichick and New England. Now he's down there in Tampa. What's going to happen in that game? I'm really, really hoping for a shootout. Like, that would make me so happy. I heard a little stat about Tom Brady in the daytime is much better than primetime Brady at night. His old eyes can't see no more or something. Yo, the last like game was fucking thing. brutal against the Rams. Like, some of those passes were Yo, fucked. I know. That, that was like... You, normally you give Brady one shot and he's going to do it. The Rams literally tried to hand him the game like four times and Brady kept fucking it up. It was very weird to watch. But uh, I think, I think, dude, they're in for a little beat down. I want it to be a shootout though, but I want the Chiefs to win. But it might, it might, it could get ugly, man. If they get down big again and Brady has to fucking it's not fling good. it If they too can't much, get like, Ronald Jones moving, they're, they're usually in trouble, man. And yeah. Leonard Fournette, that guy's got glaucoma or something, man. I don't know what he's seeing on the field. <laughs> Bro, the, he had that one game with the huge touchdown and 20 fantasy points or whatever, and everyone's been trying to recapture that magic all season. It ain't happening, it, boys and girls. It's not looking good. So there's a reason fucking he got cut for a fucking undrafted man yeah, by well, the name of James Robinson. James Robinson ain't no slouch. Real so, shit. All that said, lots of COVID going on in the NFL, but like we assumed, they're going to get through it. They're going to figure it out. The NFL is doing whatever they can to make this a game between the Steelers and the Ravens. I personally think they should have just played on Thursday because not much is going to change, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I respect them at least trying to get some people cleared and maybe get Lamar out there or whatever, but... Are you playing any Steelers I'm or playing Pittsburgh men's? Or sorry, I'm playing uh, the Steelers Ravens. Because no Lamar. And uh, they're already an impeccable defense. I'll put them up against anyone. So Steelers D is never moving out of that slot. 
Um, the tough call I have to make, it's not really a must win, but in the same league, the money league, I'm going up against Bass. He's first place. He's got, uh, I went up against Will Fuller and got absolutely hammered on Thanksgiving. And then Amari Cooper had the best game he's seen since Dak went away, obviously, against me. I got Mark Andrews. I don't know what the fuck to do with him. I'm just going to keep him there, I think, because it's probably nothing weak. I'm not going to risk dropping someone to grab a shit tight end. There's no one available, so I'll play Mark Andrews. But other than that, I'm, I have Gus Edwards in a couple weeks. I'm not putting him in. Bro, you don't even want to risk dropping that scrub Ahmed. Well, Ahmed could be great, and I might need him to, to grab a quarterback myself, so we'll see. Damn, so yo, I might drop Green Bay because I got the Steelers in another league, and I was just scared the game was going to get canceled, so I just held on to them, but... Might make a move now. Yeah, I would say keep your Steelers defense. They're going to play the game on Tuesday. I'm excited there's a game on Tuesday. The Steelers are missing James Conner now, COVID, so maybe evens it out. I'm excited to see what RG3's got, man. He's playing for a contract right now. If he does well, there's a lot of teams out there that could use a quarterback. He's shown flashes of greatness down there in Baltimore when he's played. Maybe not greatness, but um, usableness because I don't know the real English word for that. But I'm excited to see that game. <laughs> One last football thing. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me just say this real quick. I feel bad. I feel horrible for uh, for RG3. He finally gets his audition, and he's got to take on the Steelers defense yeah. of all defenses. God damn, bro. <laughs> yeah, that ain't pretty. But he can make a real big impression right now. Real shit. Good luck. Antonio Gibson and the Washington football team, man. Riverboat Ron Rivera, Alex Smith, and the young stud Gibson. Did you get a single Gibson share? Yo, wait, hold on. Hold on. Yo, you know who was playing for for an audition? I, I knew the Steelers did this to someone else. Jake Luton had his, like, second or third chance to make an impression because they're clearly one, over Minshew. One for 12. And the Steelers... The Steelers. <laughs> Good RG3 luck, RG3. You're going to need it. I know, I know, but God damn. So let's talk about the Washington football uh, team for one sec. In the worst division in football. No, I'm fucking over them. Riverboat Ron Rivera, Alex Smith, Antonio Gibson, Scary Terry. They got a little bit of a team down there, man. Antonio Gibson. We didn't get no shares, did we? I got none. You got none. I got none. I, I laughed in the face of Antonio Gibson on draft day. Me too. They're like, oh, he's just going to catch some passes. He's not a bruiser, blah, blah, blah. And you know, in the money, in the fucking listener league, these fucking fools drop like $70 on scrubs every week. So it's like impossible to get anyone in the <laughs> early going. Antonio Gibson, man, our sincerest apologies. He's going in the second round next year. Mark my words. Yeah, hopefully they get a fucking QB. Actually, Alex Smith is perfect for his He's little check perfect down ass for Washington. Just a team that needs a little bit of stability, you know? Nah, but nah. I, it's so hard yeah, for me to hard, watch Alex but, Smith. That year when he had all the Chiefs weapons, the year before Mahomes, uh, I used to just lose it screaming at the but, TV. Watching him check it down when he's got Tyreek fucking wide open yeah, half but the game. Right now, he's better than at least seven other quarterbacks starting in the NFL. Yeah, I'm just saying that you said that he's the perfect quarterback for them. How about a young, dynamic fucking Who, rookie or something? 
Well, Dwayne Haskins won. I'd like to see him get another shot, but he's, NFL, he's been bad. And he was taking fucking selfies in the stands before the game was over. That's the type of fucking yeah, no, bullshit know, they were dealing with down there in Washington. I just said, I know, I'm just stability. saying for the future. For yeah, yeah, but for the future, they clearly they need a Trevor Lawrence tank man or something. I thought we were gonna have time to get to some NBA, but we started rambling about football. Let's just end it off with this, man. Shouts out to Mike Glennon getting another shot at it in Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, who are they facing? Who's about to sack his ass into next week? <laughs> oh, only God knows, man. Oh, I think it's... Uh, I remember checking for the DST against them. Who the hell are they playing against? Cleveland. Oh, man. Whoever's got Cleveland DST. You're going to have yourself a week. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's going to uh, wrap up. If, if we're, you, wait, you hold on. If we're not talking NBA, uh, we didn't mention it last week. Just obviously big shout out to Brandon Ingram and Bam out of bio. I've never had him, but I know he's your boy. And... Uh, Get that paper, boys. Yeah, I got Bam in both leagues last year. It was a nice run. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. We're going to keep you posted on how uh, Safe's musical quarterback chairs did. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.